Hello. 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 What's up, bro? Welcome to the What's Your Bro podcast. I am Nary Signs. You know, the, you know the question is not on here that I could have said yes to would have been a cock ring. I'm like, oh, I've done that. With me, as always, is Stephanie Uyor. The only reason he was invited was because he was dating my friend. It was like a pity invite. And he was like one of the first people to get there. What a loser. And we have Missy. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> is also here. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, Missy is also here. The girl has no last name. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. Am I right? <laughs> and special correspondent by Steph. Unni Mayor Sr. Yeah, I don't have to look cute for you. (laughs) And this is the What's Up Bro Podcast. That's how winning is done. Hey, I'm Dave Chappelle, and this is What's Up Bro. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the conclusion of uh, the fifth annual What's Up Bros uh, Top 10 Movies of the Year episode. Uh, We're going to go ahead and start this episode off exactly where we left off uh, last week, which was uh, David about to give his number five. So this is uh, number five through one. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. It's really good. It gets a little heated. So I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Make sure you check out the other podcasts from the Geek Bro Network. That's geekbro.net. So make sure you go to geekbro.net. Check out the other podcasts in the geek bro family uh thank you for checking us out here we go okay Hello. Yeah. all right what's your number five Dave? uh my number five and six are pretty much interchangeable in fact i had a really hard time deciding which order i would put them in um and um i just i went with with this one over over my number six just because i think it's um I think it's a better movie. I I don't know if I can say I enjoyed it more than my number six, but I think it's a it's more artistic. It's more subtle, um, and and it reminds me of a lot of the westerns that I love. And it's Logan. Uh, table. Oh, okay. So my number five is Coco. Table. Still. Why? They hollow because I have it higher. Oh, sorry, just sorry, sorry. Uh, number four. Hold on. Actually, my number four is Coco, so we can talk about it now. <laughs> okay, there you go. So you're higher on the list. Go Anybody ahead. Anybody else tabled it? No? Uh, I had tabled it. I had it at eight. And Missy has it. I have it at so is this our nine. First, is this our first unanimous that's been on everybody's? Uh, sure. So far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I'm the odd man out. I'm the one that's picking shit that's not on people's list. Okay. So. Go ahead. So, um, so this was a little hard for us just because we made the mistake of taking our kid to see this with us. Awful decision. Um, who know who would have thought that taking your kid to see a kids movie would you know be a bad decision? It's a Pixar movie. I have a hard time describing Pixar movies as kids movies because I think they're kid friendly, but I don't think they're kids movies because they're always so much deeper than your typical. Animated, animated movie, movie. Like right. so I think I think any good movie can be appreciated on multiple levels and right. I think that their target audience is children mm-hmm. now that there's deeper meaning in everything that's fine but I don't think that these movies are made for adults I think that these movies are made for children but there's but they, so much depth but to they it have so much that you appreciate themes. but you appreciate it on a different level than your child does but their their target audience is your child what well, Here's what I would how I would counter that the original Superman movie, mm-hmm. your children could appreciate that movie. Yeah, they didn't make it for the kids. Right, 
And I, I don't I don't think you can say that about Coco I, or I th- any other Pixar. I, th- movie. I think Pixar movies are they may be made for kids because that's what the that's where the money goes. That's where who draws mm-hmm. in because nothing makes more money than than G movies as is prom- prominent in the you know you go through the list of the top selling movies and it's always Bro, you know Bob PG Baby was not movie. that great. It's right. one of the highest selling movies this right. year. Right, and it's so I think that their tar- their their wallet targets are their money targets are kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To, but I think story you watch In and Out and that. Deals with depression and inside deals, out. Inside out. I'm sorry. What did I say? In and out. You that's a totally different movie. You deal with burgers. You deal with fucking. Uh, you deal with delicious sauce. I don't know, but no, you deal with inside out. You're dealing with. Dep- you're talking about depression. You're talking about. Uh, you know, pre. That's that's that goes be- well beyond mm-hmm. a, a a child's. You know what they're interested in or what they're watching an animated movie for. You know. That's what I think. So I, I you're right. I, again, this we're going off on a tangent. I'm right. going off on a tangent, and it has nothing to do with nothing. I just I I love this movie. So that's I, and I just it's so. This movie is so deep to me. So you guys know that I'm not a big crier. You're a robot. Um, it's skeletal. I <laughs> haven't cried this hard in a movie since Brave. And brave for me in particular, like if you're a girl that has kind of like a fucked up relationship with so your, a girl with your mom. Um, no, because not everybody does. There are some mothers and daughters. Do- I know quite a few mothers and daughters where they're like best friends and like they have very few. I don't know one. That's I, the exception, not the rule. Yeah, I, don't you, know. Know. I mean, you, I, don't, you don't know any white people. <laughs> you don't know any white people who can draw lines at their doors and <laughs> nice, full circle. Touche, touche. Um, I know there's one, but she died, or did she? I don't know. Um, I because this movie's about you know losing people and losing uh, family members and honoring them, and um, it's it's rough because. Um, it it, it 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 it's just it's rough. It's it's it, it it's hard. We're um, taking it there, error, right? error, we're, error. We're, we're tickling it like just like rah, rah, rah. Um, the there's a little bit of a twist. that's like kind of obvious, but it's a kids movie. So well, like, you're David. <laughs> it's not a twist to you. <laughs> you say that to everybody. Ah, <laughs> uh, I look. I uh, I love this movie. This movie was great. I love this movie. Uh, I have uh, a deep affinity for the movie Book of Life that also deals with uh, Dia de los Muertos. Dia de los um, and so my initial reaction was, I don't know if I like it better than a Book of Life. Um, I haven't seen Book of Life. I also knew very little about Dia de los Muertos. Well, that's why for I, being Hispanic, I know very little about well, Dia de los Muertos. Not every. It's not. Yeah. It's Mexican. It's not Cuban. No, or, but I I checked with my Chilean family and they celebrated they in do? Chile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's different countries that celebrate. It's not that just Mexico, one. but it's um it's not every. It's what I'm saying. Just because you're Latino or Hispanic doesn't mean you're going right. to celebrate. Right. Right. I don't celebrate Three Kings Day. That we talked about that yeah. earlier. And it doesn't. So um, but I I watched the movie uh the movie Book of Life, which I adore. Um, so when I first watched this movie, my wife had seen it before me, and she said it's way better than Book of Life. So now I'm with this comparison in my head, unknowingly, unconsciously, mm-hmm. I didn't know. And I was like, I don't know if I like it better than the Book of Life. And then it took me a day or two. I, I pulled a David. It took me a day or two to think about this movie incessantly, to realize that it's not a competition. That I could like both of them immensely mm-hmm. separately, and. It, 
and when I started doing that, because both of them, yes, they they have the Day of the Dead as a backdrop, mm-hmm. but they're both very different stories. And when I started doing that, I started real. I started allowing myself to now appreciate Coco for the movie that it was, and not the movie that it wasn't, which it wasn't mm-hmm. Book of Life. Um, I love Coco so I, like first from the from the from the from the first thirty seconds of the movie. In the it's exposition of the movie, in the, ex- in the exposition, exposition of the story, yeah. it deals with an entertainer who leaves his family to go follow, pursue his dreams. Right. Already, I'm like, all right, motherfuckers, you guys, <laughs> all right, you gonna start this shit with me? You gonna start? All right, I see how it is. You gonna now you're gonna give me a fucking shot? I, all right, cool, man, cool. Hey, it was so. This was on another level for me because it hit real close to home. Not just with... Bro, you're going to cry. I yeah, see it. Not, not just with the love of my family. Not just with how... Because we all love our families. We all love our kids. We all... You know, but it wasn't... To, that's what... That's one layer to this movie. To me, the layer that not everybody would get is the... Where do you as a... As a as, where do you as a, as a man, specifically... As a man, where do you draw the line between following your dreams and su- and supporting your family? Where do you draw that line? Because for some people, it, there is no line. And mm-hmm. they say, fuck, I'm off to follow my dreams. I don't give a fuck about anything else. And to other people, they're like, well, I'm going to stay with my family, but I'm going to have a, this. There's a place in your heart where you're always going to be kind of resentful because you, I could have done more. I could have I could have gone to L.A. and You know, shit like that. So as a man who who is in love with his children and have a deep passion for entertaining, that's where it got me. And it was that was within the first 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. That It was still showing you that exposition with fucking cut out paper. paper. Yeah, like it was yeah that, like, was, that was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. And I was like, oh, you motherfuckers. God damn you, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, and so that whole thing with me and and uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a kind of ashamed to say this. I, I for a lot of, uh, as much as I love my family as far as my parents and my, and my siblings and um, there's a part of me that's like Miguel and the main, which is the main, the kid in the movie, the main character in the beginning of that movie where he was like, I don't care about my family. I want to follow my dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife doesn't understand how I could go a week without talking to my parents. My parents don't understand how I could go a week without talking to my parents, but mm-hmm. I can't. I know it's wrong. I'm not defending myself at all. I'm saying it's awful. I understand that. I could go. A couple yeah, but of- you live with your parents. So that's the difference. <laughs> That's a different. No, you're like, I wish I could, motherfucker, go no, a week without talking to my parents. When I wasn't living with, I've had periods where I haven't. I, I mean, we've lived several years not with them right. in the past, and even not that, like, even in those periods, like, I can go days without talking. To yeah, my I could parents. go. I could go a week without talking to my mom, and it, it, to me, it isn't a bad thing. Now I know that there, and this is something that I know. I and it's, it's it makes it worse that I know. She's not gonna be. My parents are not gonna be around forever, and I know that when that day or when those days eventually come, hopefully not that same day. Uh, when those days actually come, I know that I'm gonna regret not being able, not calling them every day that they were here. I know that, and I think that knowing that makes me even worse of a person because I know that I know that I should fucking do something about it, but I'm just not built that way. Like, my wife doesn't go a day without talking to her mom. She doesn't. She doesn't go a day without talking to her mom. Even though her mom drives her crazy and even though she doesn't go a day without talking to her mom. And she's like, I don't know how... When my brother... Uh, when something happens with my family, oh, did you know... Oh, your brother's in... You know, he's he's going to have a kid. Well, not, that's an exaggeration. But there's certain big moments where it's like, oh, your mom's visiting your brother in D.C. I'm like, oh, she is? 
Like I didn't know. Like how the fuck do you not know and I know? Like that's that we've had that kind of conversation. So what? Going back to Coco, that part when he, that kid is like, when he says that about his family, he says, "I don't care about my family. Mm-hmm. Like I want to play, I want to play music or whatever." Mm-hmm. There, I relate to him. I relate to that movie on that level as well, where it's like I feel bad. Like and he learns a lesson of how important family is. That's another level of where I'm watching this movie going. Like, I, I see myself a lot in this movie. A lot. Not just because you're the entertainer. Not just because I'm a father. Not just because I have a daughter. But it is it, that it that whole family dynamic. I, I do see that. Yeah. That, that that was very deep for me. That was very different. For me, one of the things that... I mean, I, I was sold on this movie from the very first frame that I saw um, in the trailer... Because anything that has to deal with Mexico, I'm all in on. Yeah. And it, it comes... It, 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 I, tacos, fucking... <laughs> I do it all, man. You fucking... Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy I, I And I can tell you exactly why. Because when I was very young, uh, my grandfather put on the old um, Zorro cereal for me. Right. And I fell in love with everything that had to do with, uh, with Mexican culture. And... Um, so I saw this. I'm like, I'm fucking in. There's a kid playing guitar, and uh, and you it, play guitar, and, and, and I play guitar, right? Right. Well, and, what uh, do you know? <laughs> and, and and it's I mean, fucking play bass, and it's fucking Mexico. Kind of the same thing. Um. <laughs> wow. I'm so sad. Oh my God, his balls just went right up to his stomach. <laughs> like that hurt. Um. I I love that. No one was. No one was like clearly good. Like everyone was selfish. Yeah, the, char- the characters were all flawed. They, 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 like, they, no they were all flawed, and they were all complex. Like they yeah. and they, every single one of them had a very valid point mm-hmm. in, in as to as to why they were the way they were. And if you look at them in a vacuum, you're like, no, this is clearly the hero of the story. Why is everyone else behaving this way? Until you take them out of that vacuum, and you're like. Wow, this is the way a real family functions. Mm-hmm. Like everyone has their own idea of everyone, what it should including be, including the ones that had already passed. Like- right, and and when when you when you can take yourselves out of your shoes and say, okay, I need to consider what everyone needs, not what I need as an individual, because I am an individual, but I'm part of a I'm part of a familial unit. And that it's unit kind of like Bart in the uh, Thanksgiving episode. Exactly. Huh? Yeah. Huh? yeah. Huh? Full circle. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, you won't. You won't. <laughs> that, that episode hasn't you aired. Gotta, you, you gotta wait a year. <laughs> maybe, maybe a year. Maybe. Um. And and I I I absolutely love that. And then when 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 Miguel finally realizes, uh, the the gift that his you know great 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 grandmother has and you know she opens up to him like that's such a beautiful moment oh, i love that scene in the, in the alleyway in the alleyway that's, that's such, that's a, great such a such a beautiful moment and uh i mean i i absolutely love this movie um so i i, I can't really go much deeper into this without talking about the you know spoilers right. so Potatoes. right but uh watch it watch this movie i i will say that this is the uh pixar movie that i've cried the least in 
That well, might is, be true for me. Isn't that as weird? Well. Because I, what I just explained, as far as how personal right. it is to me, I just maybe it's because I knew because I I saw it after people that already had seen it, so they were like they were building it up as a crier movie. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's that reason, but it's so weird. I don't want to say it's the movie that I've cried the least in, but it's. I definitely, I definitely I didn't think I, I didn't cry as I, much as I thought I, I was going I think to. I should have I think I should have cried more in this I movie. I still to this day will cry watching Brave. Like, oh, no, to I this can't. Day. I I I I always put that. I always I always tweet that or Facebook that is like I don't know if I could ever watch Brave without crying. Like I don't understand. I don't understand how I don't I understand I could... how I still cry watching that movie. Well, for me, Coco was the number 9 just because there are other movies that I like. I mean, I I love the movie. I'm I no, that's right. But um I connected on a completely different w- avenue that you did, Neri. I think that's what's great about these Pixar movies, that everybody kind of gets what they need from it. Um, to me, hands down, the best memories of my childhood were are directly connected to my grandparents. And this movie, like, emotionally, I cried inside out. I cried for a good half an hour after the movie was done because hashtag relatable. <laughs> and for this movie... I was a I'm trying to remember mess. A, I'm trying to remember a character in a movie that was a dipshit. I don't. All right, go ahead. So, go ahead. What were you saying? <laughs> and Inside Out, I don't remember a dipshit in the movie. Oh, you wait, don't? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, it was um in the end after yeah, the credits. Sold. After credits scene. After yeah, the credits. Um. So for this movie, I was emotional. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I was an emotional disaster for oh, quite a while just because I connected to it because of the grandparents. I also didn't know very much about Dia de los Muertos, and um, it was a movie Tuesday pick for us, for me and and my friends that we go to. So, yeah, I I, I loved it, and and I recommend everyone to watch it. Mm, fantastic. All right, so. That was my number five. Your number, number four. four. So what's your number four, Missy? Molly's Game. I wish I would have been able to see this. This about a fucking chick. This is a broad movie. A broad <laughs> yeah, that runs an underground poker ring. <sighs> fucking broads. Hey, you know who probably goes to that poker ring? Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. <laughs> really? Okay. It's based on a true story. Yeah, I know it's based on a true Molly story. Bloom was a professional skier. She got injured. She t- decided I, to I, take Do a- I have time to go pee? Sure. Yeah, if you don't care. Well, he doesn't want to get spoiled. Well, I think partly I that, but also, like, I really need to pee. Okay. okay. I hope everything comes out okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Molly Bloom, it's based off the... Off the um, Wait, did you tr- want us to pause it? Is that what you were looking for? No, no, no. Oh, okay. okay. Um, Molly Bloom is a real person. Mm-hmm. She was a professional skier that, turned, that took a year off to figure out what she wanted to do after she got injured and couldn't compete anymore. Thus, the story takes off. Mm-hmm. Um, she did run an underground poker ring, whatever that she is. One of the great things about this movie is that, and the real Molly Bloom. And of course it rolls over into the movie is that she was very adamant about protecting her players, her whatever Mm -hmm. identity, the identity of all of them. So I don't want to spoil the movie, but it's, it's, I think that this this is like legit, like the, of the like five or six movies that I didn't get to see, this is like the number two one that I wanted to watch. So written and directed by Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, part of the based reason. off Beast. Of, yep. based off of a book that she wrote and she optioned to him. They met, they they clicked. The, he wrote the screenplay, whatever. Jessica Ch- Chastain, yeah, kills amazing. it. Kevin Costner plays her dad. He has maybe fifteen minutes on the movie, kills it. Idris Elba plays her lawyer, kills it. 
Um, so You're a lawyer with abs, I'm gonna leave that shit. I don't buy it. It's possible. Some people wake up like at five o'clock in the morning to work out. You're just an asshole. <laughs> There's no reason your lawyer. You should be like, look at, sir, if you look at exhibit A, <clears throat> look at these abs right here. Oh my god. Okay. The only people that should do that shit are doctors, and that's because they know better. Mm. So, um, highly recommend it. Uh, recommend it. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. think I said it right. Yeah, you, you did. did. You did. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Um, and um. I thought it was great. I saw on Christmas Day. It was limited release when I saw it, but now it's um, wide release. And yeah, I can't. I can't say enough. Aaron Sorkin, like, if he's attached to something, I'm gonna watch it. I agree. I I, I love everything he's done. I gotta be honest, with you, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, the Social Network, only in the sense of Why? I don't think I think I like it. I like it. I'm not the. I'm not like. Oh my God! He's. Uh, I don't think it's Oscar worthy. I don't think at all. But I like it. I do like it. I do like it. I just like everything else that I've ever seen of Alan Sorkin better than that. Did you watch the newsroom? Yes. Okay. Everything else. Okay. That Alan Sorkin that I've seen Aaron. from Alan Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. I'm sorry. Alan is his brother, which they they work. Some primo mano. Aaron Sorkin. Everything else of Aaron Sorkin that I've watched is far better superior to me in my opinion than I don't know the I social loved network. the social network I, I didn't I didn't well, love it I liked the newsroom it yet. I liked it a lot didn't love it I haven't watched the social oh. network I also have have never seen the west wing I've seen episodes here and there of the west wing but the west wing was airing you, when did you see studio 60 I did I love studio 60 is that better than social network it was a show it's different you can't judge a show and a movie this But same you were way. just about to do that with with network and with I was not I was just saying, I was talking about the West Wing I right was, but West Wing she brought up network and then you talked I about was, West, I was so you're okay saying, with all I was saying was that <laughs> I want to watch the West Wing because at the time that the West Wing was airing I was I was too young to appreciate my it. point That's all I was my, saying. my point is did you like my question is did you like uh, Studio 60 I loved Studio 60 and I loved the Which social network love that's more? all I'm saying I don't know that's not that's an unfair question these you can't your, judge a movie the, and a TV show the same way. Absolutely. You're not on trial. No, I, 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 I don't think you can judge a movie. And a TV I absolutely. I could tell you, I enjoyed this watching this more than I wa- watching that. Okay, I like them both in different ways. I like them both in different ways for different reasons. These aren't your children. You know you can make a decision. This isn't Sophie's she choice. One, this isn't Sophie's choice. I have one. No, child. but my point is that these two entities are not children where their feelings okay, are going to get hurt. That's fine, but I like them both for di- in different ways. I need an answer. I'm giving you the honest <laughs> fuck you. So anyway, yeah, so what's easy. your number four? You're so Wait, easy I wasn't to done. Get. God, I love it. I wasn't done. Um, <laughs> what? Not you him? She's oh so gosh. easy. Finish um, up. Aaron Sorkin, whatever he's attached to, Aaron. I'm gonna Aaron. Yeah. Not Alan. <laughs> Not Alan. Not Alan. <laughs> El primo. <laughs> um, anything is attached to it. I just, I can't say enough good things about it. So I recommend it and I'm going to buy it. So don't buy it. Okay. okay. Well, you can pre-order it. Once you pre-order it. Okay, then I'll if, do that. Even if we all pre-order it, we all get it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Dave? Uh, my number four is Atomic Blonde. Okay, I think is awesome. that the highest anybody has it? I don't. Know it's not on my it. list. Oh, it's on mine. Okay, I'm the only other one that has it. Okay. Is it higher on your list? I have it at five, so no. Oh, okay. So we can talk about yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, or what are we doing now? Four. 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 Wait, you had it at five? Yes. I thought you had it at six. No, I had it at five. Okay, okay. All right, okay. Oh, um, I had my mind fucking blown by this movie. Yeah. Because uh, I saw the trailer for this and I really wanted to see it. You but saw the trailer for this during Wonder Woman. Right. And and I I was expecting this to be... Um, an like an action spy movie in the vein of James Bond, um, and it totally was not. 
this was the spy movie that actually was about spying. It was about espionage. Right. And um, it was for for the readers out there, this would not be like Ian Fleming's spy stuff, which is the James Bond stuff. It would be like the John Lecare stuff, which is the the George Smiley stuff. This is the Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. This is the spy came in from the cold. That's what this was. And I hadn't seen a movie done like this in a long Have you long seen time. the film version of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy? Yeah, and I don't think it lived up to the book. Okay. Did you did you know this is the director's first uh movie? <gasps> Stop. Mm-hmm. I thought I That's thought he awesome. had done uh, He had done he's John done, Wick. He's done no, he was he was the stunt act the stunt director okay. for that. Like he had done He, he was like a, like he's a director done, of photography. He's done, or like he was like a director of like he was like the second director, second like unit second director. Unit? Okay. Second unit director. So he has directed stuff, but as far as a few feature length film right, right, right. that he's solely in charge of, this was the first one. Well I know that John Wick was like a big in, like a big inspiration, right. like a big push for this. Well movie. I saw this movie you know, I was the one that told you guys about the movie. Well, not, right. not the one. It's not like, like, oh, fuck it. No, but you're the one that told me, like, Dave, you got to see you this. Cause this cause is for you. When I was watching it, I went in there with the same mentality. I went in there thinking that it was going to be a Jason Bourne. Yeah. Every other scene is going to be a fight scene movie mm-hmm. because of the trailer. Right. Um, that trailer was cut was, to um, look. I mean, yeah. it was cut to look that way. But also, not to say that there isn't a lot of action because there is a right. lot of action in this movie. There mm-hmm. are a lot of fight scenes in this movie. However, it's not one of those action movies where you could turn your brain off. You have to pay attention to the storyline, yeah. and it took me like half an hour to realize. Wait, there's not. There hasn't been. There was a fight scene in the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. and now it's been half an hour, and I'm waiting for another fight scene. Where's the other fight scene coming? And then you get three more throughout the movie, so you get your 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 appetite. Your you, you get your fix, but at the same time, you're like, oh wait, wait, who was that guy again? Wait, now I got. It took me a while to realize. Right. You can't not pay attention to. You have to pay attention to the words that are being said in this movie. Yeah, and there's a very who's done it. There's a very much who's done it, and who's with who, and is this person who they say they are, and is that person who they say they are? James McAvoy's in this movie. James McAvoy's yep. in this movie, and he does a phenomenal job at this movie too. And that I love this movie uh, for that because I think, and I haven't seen it yet for the second time, but I think I will. Pre- it's one of those movies that when it, when it finished, I was Probably. like, I, I want to see, see it again, again. Yeah. because now knowing what I know, it's gonna make it actually better. Yeah. second time around. And that that I mean, the ending was I think perfect. The ending was incredible, and it was it was one of those things where, um, and I I always go back to, and I've already mentioned it, the spy who came in from the cold, which is in my opinion the best spy book that's ever been written, mm-hmm. and the film adaptation that they did in uh, I think it was like sixty six or sixty seven something like that, uh, starring Richard Burton was fucking incredible as well, and what that book. And that movie shows you, which had never been shown before, is that it doesn't matter whether you're from a good country or a bad country. Or a shithole country. Or, right. Uh, it's, it's, all, it's all part of the game. Right. And everyone is going to do terrible fucking things to get the job done. Right. And uh, you're just an asset and you have to go get this other asset. And, and that's it. That's that's all you are. You're expendable, and you get the job done, and hopefully you don't get killed. And, and if you get caught, and, we don't and know. what and what mm-hmm. makes me any different than the guy doing this for the bad guys? 
Well, because the he comes quarter, from the bad the quarter, guy country. The quarter, the, 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 he comes from the bad guy country. Right. That's it. That's it. It's it's all it's it's a war of ideology, right? And right? The fucking music. Uh, this is with the '80s backdrop music. Yeah, oh, so, so fucking the good. The one thing that my one, <laughs> I only had two gripes with this movie. My one, one of them was I was promised a personal Jesus black skinhead uh, mashup from the trailer, and I did not receive it in the film and I was a little bothered by it because it was a really good mashup and I really wanted it in the movie. Um, my other... If you go on LimeWire, you probably can get it. <laughs> LimeWire? Wow. wow. I use BearShare. BearShare, yes. <laughs> BearShare gives you Or Napster. My other gripe with it and it, this is just me being picky. Um, so, this has a... This, this movie takes place like 10 days before the Berlin Wall comes down. And um, but it's not about the burning wall coming down. It's <laughs> that's what she says, right? Yeah, she does. She says something like that. Um, and a good portion it. of it takes place on the east side of the wall, and um, the east side of the East Berlin and and Berlin was like, <laughs> was the Berlin Wall thing the original East Coast West Coast thing? <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that the original East Coast West Coast rivalry? I mean, it, it, I know I'm oversimplifying it. Yeah, but it was, it was kind just, of. It was, it was a yoke. So Berlin, for people that mm-hmm. aren't like World War II people or don't know a lot about it or aren't like well, whatever, um, it, it Berlin was like decimated during World War II. Um, but West Berlin is specifically was is very modern because it was so just fucked up and like grounded. Um, and and this. There were things about this movie that were just very modern looking, including like the wardrobe and her hair that were just like a little out of place and weren't as 80s as they should have been. It wasn't there was there. I was we were about maybe like an hour into it when they when they got to the the club scene that I was finally I turned to David. I was like, oh, finally, this looks like it's fucking 80s because otherwise it looked really modern. And I was that kind of took me out of it a little bit. But really, other than that, like, this movie was fucking great. Like, and I'm not super really into spy movies. And I'm not really, like, I'll watch them with David because he likes them. I don't really love James Bond. I, I Again, I like them. They're fun. It takes a lot for me to get into these movies. But the fact that it is, again, I wanted to, to do more, fem- I wanted to focus on female-centered films this year. And I wanted to... I saw this in, when we were watching Wonder Woman and I saw the trailer for this and I wanted to make it a point to watch it and um, I, I really loved it and there there's a couple of twists throughout the movie. One of them was like, a, I'm kind of good at like calling things or, or figuring things out throughout the movie and one of them I called, one of them I didn't um, and uh, again, I don't want to like spoil things for people but um, I it, it, it was it was great and Charlize is great in like everything she yeah, fucking she's incredible. does. She really like doesn't miss so she would be a good mountain guys just fyi but um she doesn't miss she really doesn't all yep. her fucking roles are fantastic so so i'm sorry go no ahead. go ahead no so i watched it and mm-hmm. i liked it but i had the problem where i was expecting like a jason bourne-esque but i tried I, I, t- I said I, I i told you guys i i made it clear to chat yeah, like, st- it's not that kind of movie. I'm trying. I was trying to tell you guys without giving I away. I probably like, wasn't paying attention that day I because know. I watched it and I was expecting that. And I didn't get that, so I wasn't as into it as I as as you guys were, mm-hmm. because you did have to pay attention. And I'm kind of like a cheap 
thrill time of, like i was looking you for the explosions? fight scene yeah. i like explosions and gunfights and knife fights like i love it so but i liked it and i'll watch it again and and it is that kind of movie where you have to watch it again after you finish it mm-hmm. because you'll pick up on things and I feel like if I, when I like I, she stabbed a guy with her stiletto, that was fucking great. So hot. That fight scene in the the stairwell oh, is so one of the most amazing. Things yeah, I, I'm seen. a sucker for a still stairwell fight scene that's all shot at like in one shot. I like things that are. Yeah. I like one shot mm-hmm. sequences. Um, it, they're really, well, at least it makes it seem as if it's one shot because we don't even know. They're really hard to pull off. No, no, so, I'm saying, but it makes a scene. It looks like it's one shot. The we editing, don't know if it's one yeah, shot. The editing because after Birdman, I don't believe anything's one shot. <laughs> yeah, there's like, there's nah, there's, certain, there's certain tricks which, by the way, Hitchcock created in a film called The Rope. Uh, that <laughs> you you pass by like like a like a post or something. No, just the and, editing techniques and, and you, nowadays you do, are just not, you know it's no longer you're no longer snipping film. You're, it's, right, right. It's all it's digital, digital, so, so it's, it's very. I mean, it's and you know these things are shot on green screen on the sound stages and. So I mean, there are ways to make. Are there, Bird wrong. Birdman is the perfect example of that, where the entire movie we seems never as if it's shot. The, Birdman's thing is that the entire, and I'm not a fan of Birdman at all. But however, the entire movie, I'm talking about from minute one to to the last minute, seems as if it's one shot mm-hmm. without exaggeration. You're following one person down the hallway, blah, blah, blah. Then, you, then another person cuts him off. You start following that person. That person's walking. Now your camera's moving backwards and you're moving. And yeah. moving toward, it's shot fantastically. I think mm-hmm. it's a, a really well shot movie. I don't like the movie at all. I think it's whatever. But um, with this movie, with uh, Atomic Blonde, this is going to, I don't know how this is going to sound. And, and I, I don't mean this to sound uh, masochistic or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, I. You know, there's a level of belief, uh, disbelief when you have a woman fighting a man, right? It's just physics, right? You you go, oh, mm-hmm. she can't really hang or whatever. I don't think that way. I have friends, and I know this sounds one of those fucking comments. I have friends who think that way, and I don't really, whatever. But I love the fact that one of my friends, Ari Spears, is a known misogynist. Like, he'll tell you, I'm a misogynist. And he'll tell me, when we saw the trailer for Atomic Blonde, he was like, I'm supposed to believe a bitch could fucking hang with a dude? <laughs> Fuck that, oh, wow. motherfucker. Whatever. And so that was his thing, right? He texted me and he goes, yo, I saw Tommy Blonde. Not for nothing, but that movie's fucking amazing. And I'm like, oh. God damn, here we go. And he was like, dude, I got to be honest. He said it took him a little bit to fucking, you know, to deal with that whole a woman be, being in a fist fight with a man. And that's the way he said it. He goes, but the fact that bitch took an ass woman... <laughs> At least, okay, now we this, it's believable. It's not like she's untouchable. It's not like she's fucking, you know, she takes it. And I'm like, in his crudeness, I could yeah. look at that comment and be like, there is a valid point to that. As a movie goer, you go, this is more realistic, not just because she's a woman, but because it's the protagonist. Mm-hmm. So as the protagonist, I like seeing a movie where the where the protagonist isn't untouchable. Right. It, it makes it more believable Jason that Jason Bourne, Bourne has that. It makes it more believable that Jason Bourne because you know you watch you watch uh, you watch um, uh, Bond movies at least the old Bond not not the Daniel Craig Bonds and he never really seems like he's not gonna come out of the fight like whenever there's a fist fight. Well, again, can't... you ha- you haven't seen the Connery ones. Yes, I have. So I'm watching the movies, right? You, you haven't. You've told me you haven't. Well, I, I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen them, some. Which one? Which one? You told me you saw one. There was one in Vegas, right? Yeah. Okay, you saw his last one, the okay. worst one. Sorry. I'm sorry I didn't fucking go through you first to find out which movie I should have on TNT I and your... then watch You should. 
and so, but there is a level of like as a as a as a viewer, not because she's a woman, but because she's a protagonist. I like the fact that she is she got her ass beat. Yeah, she meaning the protagonist, not she meaning the woman. Right. I like the fact that she was like, and and it, you know, she was in an ice, she was in a fucking in a, ice in a, bath, in, yeah. an ice bath, and it, like that makes sense. It's like, oh, it, it really does. If that would have been a dude, that would have made sense. Right. I don't like movies where I'm supposed to expect you to be the best, and you can't be, uh, you know, AKA every uh, Tom Fast. Cruise movie or one, Fast and Furious. Oh, that's ridiculous. One, <laughs> one of the things that to me it was it was the very first thing that I picked out about her action sequences. Whenever you have one of these, uh, one of these like you know spy actiony films where you know the the woman is the protagonist, they always give her these like high flying, really acrobatic sort of fighting styles right. where they they make it all flash, and this didn't have that. She fought down and dirty. She well, was a blunt instrument. About and this. you, you, you see her just throwing all of her weight behind these punches because that's the way that someone who's built like her would have to fight a man built the way that they're built. Well, she's tall. First of all, she's like five ten. Yeah, so, but it, she probably weighs a hundred and twenty pounds soaking wet. Not necessarily because tall girls have to weigh weigh more than you think they do because they have to have muscle mass behind them. So, but she actually, I was reading and doing research for this movie. She trained, she and Keanu trained with the same trainer because they were both training. He was training for John Wick at the same time. So they were sparring buddies while they were training for, for these, for both these movies. So they would Mm -hmm. fight. So she trained with Keanu basically. Um, So anyway, um, but yeah, Yeah, there you go. Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde. That was your number four? Four. That's my number four, yeah. Wow, that's really impressive. That That was your number five. No? Yes. Yes. It was my number five. You're correct. My number four. So you're number four, Neri. My number four, and this this is, these four are very interchangeable, but not really. Your top four? (laughs) My top four are very interchangeable, but not really. Like, I I believe I have it in the the correct order. Mm -hmm. However, if somebody would have been like, that one deserves to be over that one, I would be like, yeah. Okay, Okay. I'm not going to fight you, man. I'm not going (laughs) to fight you on this one. Uh, My number four is Logan. And you had it. I had it at number five. Right. Did anybody else have it? You didn't have it? You you watched it today, Missy? I didn't get to it. Uh, Oh, that's why you don't have it. Um, (laughs) uh, Logan, to me. You wouldn't have it. I I disagree. I I disagree. Don't put me in a box. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody puts Missy in a box. Stay Uh, tuned. (laughs) Stay tuned. I I believe sure I would if I believe it would have because this you know what I'm gonna watch it tomorrow morning and then I'm gonna text you asshole <laughs> like you know what he was right all right um uh, if any superhero movie had a chance to make it to this aside from her obvious number one I think it would have been this one <gasps> don't put me in a box <laughs> <laughs> um Logan uh, I've said this on uh, the podcast and I will show that my friends don't listen to I've li- I heard I've, it yeah, and sure. I heard the fight and, and uh, I, stand, I, I hashtag I stand with Paul I I um <laughs> I think this movie is a masterpiece I've caught I caught I called it a masterpiece since the moment I saw this movie uh <laughs> this is um a movie that to me transcends the superhero genre and I know a lot of superhero movies have claimed that have talked about that there's like when I, I listen to a lot of movie review podcasts and 
and I know a lot of directors and writers always claim that they want to transcend the the superhero genre, and I don't think any other superhero movie has done so. I think only one other has. I think that the only other one that has, I haven't talked about yet. Uh, and I think that Logan, because it came out first before the other one, I think that the example I gave with transcending the superhero genre is this. You take away the superpowers and you just leave them guns and knives because it's still a very violent, very violent movie. It's still the same movie. Am I that desensitized to violence that I didn't think Logan was as violent yes, as everybody yes, else yes. made it? Well, your son's me. favorite movie is House of a Thousand Corpses, <laughs> so yes, you are very desensitized to violence. I really didn't think that Logan was as violent because people were like, "Oh my god, it's so." You bloody, see it's so a guy's violent. face literally ripped off I of his face. He decapitates people. That to the fact that you don't think that that's violent. I and the she, fact that you don't not think, that it's not violent. She watches American Horror Story and thinks it's a comedy. Well, I just didn't think it was that crazy. Okay. I don't. Not even in Deadpool is there more violence than there is in this movie, and okay. Deadpool's a, and Deadpool was the first rated R movie. So wait, so Logan is more graphic than Deadpool? Much more. Yeah. Okay. Because because my personal opinion, knives are more graphic than guns. Yeah, that's fair. And that's what you have with Deadpool. You have you have Deadpool who shoots people, and you have Wolverine who literally no Deadpool I mean, swords. Yes, and then you literally have, I mean, there's a scene where he literally rips the face off like it's That's we awesome. were watching this movie and it was so great we were watching this movie and there were children oh yeah there sitting was a, in front like of us four year old there was like a four year old there was like a seven year old yeah. there was like a ten year old and a twelve year old and then we watched them sitting before the movie starts and we're like oh poor parents they don't know that this is a rated R movie then that scene happens pretty early on in the movie yeah. and we're looking at them like expecting like, alright we gotta get the fuck out of here nope Awful parents of the year right yeah, here. Gonna no, fuck we, went on I'm like, a, wow. we went on like a Wednesday night. Yeah. Or maybe it was a movie Tuesday. I think it may have been a movie Tuesday that we maybe. went. Because it was it was like in May or March or something. And, 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 uh, or it came out in March. It was March? Okay. And we went. Oh, it was probably during spring break is when we went. There you go. And, uh, and, and we sat and we saw like parents walk in with like little ones. And we were mm-hmm. like, oh no, Coco, this is this not. Is, this is not the X-Men. This is not <laughs> X-Men people. Like this is not. And we posted about it on Mamas. Like yeah. we, cause we, we were all started talking and we we're like, people think that this is like a comic book movie that's okay to take kids to. And we were like. I know that not many people are probably going to see this, but we have a decent following, like a decent social media following. So let's like put this out there. This is not the comic book movie. To, like this is not your average comic book movie. And we'll probably do the same thing with Deadpool later in the year. Like do not take your kids to see this movie because it's not. Anyway. So I, um, I have become throughout in the last year, I would say in the last maybe two or three years, I have become increasingly more and more a fan of the of the uh, Western genre. I haven't been, Beard. but because you're you're developing taste is what it is. Okay. <laughs> so I am watching this now. I'm watching this movie now with the oh, I could recognize a Western when there isn't a horse in sight. Right. Western, even though there were horses in this movie. Um, everything about this movie is phenomenal. The acting. Um, you know, Paul argued the fact that it's a masterpiece. And I said, well, the only thing that he had, I said the masterpiece, the definition of a masterpiece is, is an artist's best work. Mm-hmm. That's the definition of their absolute best work. Yeah. And I think that this, this is, is James Mangold's best work. James Mangold's. This Hugh, is uh, Hugh Jackman's Hugh best Jackman's work. Hugh Jackman's best. It's a little girl's best work. Now, I mean, it's her, her first, first work. work but... So is it not her best work? 
I mean, sure. Oh, then, okay. I, so I, I'm not wrong then. I wouldn't. You know I wouldn't call this Patrick Stewart's best work. That's and this is where Star- I come Sharp in. Dress John said the same thing. That's where mm-hmm. I said, no, he didn't. It wasn't him. It, it wasn't. was uh, producer uh, Rob. Rob, you're right. You're right. Um, he said, "Oh, this isn't Patrick Stewart's best work." I would argue that. However, I'm not a Trekkie, mm-hmm. so I I know that there's a whole, a giant chunk of Patrick Stewart's work that I am completely not. Aware of. Not not mm-hmm. only am I not aware of, I just I, I'm aware of it. I know the work exists. I'm not. But it's more or less meaningless to you. It's I, meaningless I, I, to I don't me. I don't mean that uh, like in a bad way. It's just, and I, and it has no meaning. No, to that's you. exactly yeah. how I mean it. Like I, mm-hmm. I it, to me, I don't think that that's good work. I don't think that the mm-hmm. Star Trek's are good work. I haven't seen them, so I don't. I haven't really seen them. I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah. There's nothing that makes me want to go. There's nothing that makes me. There's I've never seen a scene. In any capacity of a Star Trek movie with Patrick Stewart, that makes me go, I'm interested in seeing that. Mm-hmm. If I see a chunk, a scene of any of Patrick Stewart's work on Logan, I go, oh, I want to get, I want to get, I want to get to see that mm-hmm. more. Um, and it's not to say all Star Trek movies because I've been wanting to see Wrath of Khan for a long time, mm-hmm. not just because of the hype, but because I've seen scenes where, you know, uh, Roberto Montalban. Which I, I you can't you can't not say it that way, um, I, where I go I want to see this movie. Actually, you you can not say it that way. You can say Ricardo Montalban. Ricardo, what did I say? <laughs> Roberto, Roberto, yeah. Roberto, Ricardo. <laughs> Listen, man, Aaron and his brother Alan <laughs> both love. Actually, did you know Roberto Montalban? Roberto did all of the stunt scenes yes. for Ricardo because he's not he's the he's a lesser known actor. He oh, doesn't of people don't know. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, but uh, I Ricardo Montalban. So I I I um I think that this is Patrick Stewart's best work. However, I acknowledge that I'm not a Trekkie, mm-hmm. and so those movies mean nothing to me. So I I, I get it. Mm-hmm. So if somebody were to argue that if a Trekkie, you David, would say it's not his best work, I'd be like, okay, I'll take you. I mean, we're I mean gonna... I'm, I'm also I'm also not gonna gonna fight you on it because I know that you're not a Trekkie, and outside of Star Trek, I'd say yeah, this this is his best work. Right. It's definitely his best work in the X Men series. I, I I don't and, and and I would say that this is the best X Men movie. Can you name made. me something? And I'm not being facetious. I'm not trying to be a dick. And I know he has a lot of work uh, under. I'm sure if I look through his IMDb, it's chock full of shit. He's done a lot of Shakespearean stuff. I was gonna say he, his King is Richard the Third, or is it Richard? Like he did the King a, 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 BB, a PBS. He did. He did one. I don't. I don't know if it's. Richard I think III it was or Richard King Lear III. or one of those. That's. Oh, it might have been King Lear. He did. He did a uh, a Hamlet. That, Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Uh, no, not Hamlet. He did a Macbeth that was yeah, like <laughs> fucking no, I, I knew that. awesome, amazing. Where they 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 took the story and they transposed it to uh, World War II Russia. Maybe that that and uh, wow, it fucking blew me away. And he he was incredible. He does a lot of Shakespeare though, and he's a yeah, great but that's, but that's stage actor. stuff. I'm talking about it film. doesn't matter. No, but I'm talking about film. No, no, this was this a film. is a film. This is a film. Okay, I I understand. I'm just giving you the example. Of you, but he does a lot of stage production. A oh lot. yeah, that's what I just said. I said he does a lot of stage production, but I'm talking about film. And you, it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, but, because I'm actually, this is exactly what I'm but, saying. Okay, it but, doesn't matter what you think. But Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> the DiCaprio oh, Romeo and Juliet, was a play that was filmed as a movie. That's, I mean, like it's correct. still a movie. Like okay. this. This, but that's not what I'm speaking of. But this Hamlet is a movie. But I'm not talking about a Hamlet, asshole. I'm fucking talking about that it's <laughs> that he does a lot of fucking that he does a lot of stage. I don't hashtag. I, I'm not talking about Hamlet, asshole. I literally just said he does a lot of stage, but I'm not talking about stage. I'm talking about film. And you said it doesn't matter. Yes, it does. 
<laughs> I didn't say I didn't say he's not talking about I'm, I didn't say I'm talking about Hamlet and I'm not moving on so I'm looking he again he has a bunch of work uh, a lot of voiceover stuff which yeah sense yeah he's the poop emoji in the, the emoji movie that's <laughs> better <laughs> fucking Logan. he was a narrator in Sinbad the fifth Logan voyage. isn't on your on no, your list it's not fifty seventh Logan, Logan is on your list. Logan is on my list. What? He's oh. also the narrator in in uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. He's in Excalibur as well. Mm-hmm. A- Small role, but... Futurama. He had a fantastic but very small role in the miniseries that the BBC did for Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy back in like 1979 uh, or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, riveting. Everybody saw that. Well, that is the Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy that you need to watch, not the film with Gary Oldman. And he plays Carla, which is George Smiley's, like his Blofeld, essentially, you know, to, to Bond. And he was, he spoke not one word, and you got how sinister he was. Sure. I'm shaking my boots. Shaking my boots. Right now. He was um, the great prince in Bambi 2. In, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Listen. Like you the know who I to think the original Bambi? Yeah. I know. No, no. Uh, Bambi two that came out Electric before. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the sequel to the. What, what I mean, what kind of question was that? Like the a sequel to the one? original Bambi? No, no, no. Maybe no. there's another movie called Bambi. Bambi that one I don't and a half. Know about. There was Bambi one and a half, and then Bambi. <laughs> I don't know. I I thought this was a learning Look, space. I guess I was wrong. <laughs> I I I like the girl that plays X twenty three, but then I found out that Millie Bobby Brown auditioned for X twenty three and didn't get it, and that shit pisses me off. Why? Does she speak Spanish perfectly? No. Then the fuck. Why would it piss Who you the off? The fuck cares? Uh, the fucking story. The story is she's fucking bilingual. Her mom is Hispanic. What I the don't fuck give is a that? Fuck. Millie Bobby Brown. Is oh, so amazing. you want to white? You want to white face that shit, huh? Fucking way to go. Way to fucking go. No, she's not. She's Hispanic, fucker. She's white presenting his. Oh, oh my go. god, projecting much? Wait, is it? Isn't she from Spain? Yes. So she's white. <laughs> exactly. People. She's European. Okay. It's white. Sure. Okay. You can close your mouth. You're not a codfish. People from Europe are white, Missy. Okay, Mary Poppins. <laughs> I can have my reaction. I don't understand that, but I... I European people are not white? I will... But white okay, doesn't, but white doesn't, mean, but white doesn't mean that she can't be Hispanic. I don't understand. Because she is. No, I know. Hispanic is not a race. Right. But that's we all I said. We have an entire Wooper episode. But that's, what I, that's all this. I said. I said the girl that did get the job is Hispanic. And the character just, written I, is Hispanic. I understand. So what the fuck are we okay, doing here? I, 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 listen, I, I disagree with you. As much as I would have loved to have seen Millie Bobby Brown as X twenty three in this role, she wouldn't have done a she, she wouldn't have done a better job. I don't know that she would have done a better I job. I just like the kid. I, That's all I'm saying. But why? Why so does that have to take Disney? Why does that have to take away from the film? The girl that they casted is fantastic. All I'm saying is I like the kid. Listen, this this movie's amazing. Justice for Eleven. It's I was gonna say that it was uh the best western to come out since uh since unforgiven but then i saw three tenths of yuma uh i would say it's even better than three tenths of yuma this is you think this is better than three tenths? I, you know what these are my children i can't argue with these yeah i can't argue with these <laughs> I, statements. I, I'm not gonna, I was i was gonna I said say I was gonna that. argue so i'm not gonna argue i was gonna say that but then i saw bone tomahawk which came out in 2015 and i can't say that no more you guys have talked about this movie so much in the last two weeks that okay. i want to like blow my brains out well, well, that's, that's, that's your husband 
Again, cutscene. <laughs> so do you think that the Indians, do you think the Native Americans were just, <laughs> just fucking? Uh, did, I, 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 I love this movie. It it's was fantastic. it was so good. They managed to to do the oh, and then the, the old man Logan story in a way where they weren't telling you the same story, but they captured the feeling that yes. you got reading I have a that question. story. And, uh-huh. and that bad guy was Bambi a robotic too, is a yeah. sequel to Bambi. <laughs> that guy did such a fucking great job. Yeah. I have like a nerd related question. Is the old man Logan story the one that's supposed to be like with Hulk? Yeah. Yes. And they like eliminated. They've the done in- two old man Logan stories because Marvel has uh, uh, kind of merged it, smudged. They the they did they did the uh, original old man Logan story is where I that's my old man Logan story. They've since hashtag not my Logan. No, that yeah. is that is what is old man Logan. <laughs> yeah. But they but, they but later if they I, later if I'm not did. Mistaken, you told me that that Hulk was supposed to, like this. Heavily yeah. relied on Hulk, and you didn't know how they were going to well, do it without him. Well, there's multiple characters that I relied on. Hulk being H- the Hawkeye biggest. being another one. Hawkeye another being another one. Uh, Iron Man at one point. Captain America being yeah. another one. Um, this is this had it's, a, it's an alternate timeline in the future. Yeah, got it. Um, but they they did they later did a spinoff Old Man Logan series where it was an actual series, not just like a story arc in right. in, in in the regular Wolverine comic. Uh, and but this isn't a story. It wasn't a story. Reckon it was a miniseries. Old, Old Man, Man Logan Logan's was. A, it's a miniseries. No, Old Man Logan was. Uh, it ran in. Uh, I I can't remember. I'll pull it up. But it, I'm about ninety nine percent certain that it ran in like Wolverine I thought it was Volume a, Three or something. I thought it was just a miniseries. No, it's often just packaged that way with the graphic novel because it's so popular. Yeah, that's what I thought. This okay. is another one where I was promised a really good song in the trailer that did not appear in the movie. You're right. No, you're right about that. I would have loved to have seen that in the movie. Hurt. Uh, oh, Find man. it on LimeWire. <laughs> Bear share nothing, man. <laughs> uh, so Logan, at that was a phenomenal movie. I think it's. Um, I mean, the the one point that Paul has me in, and it wasn't even Paul's point; it was Gia's point. Uh, what that it's not a masterpiece. Is she said masterpieces are uh, defy time. I agree with her, and that mm-hmm. is the one statement because not enough time has passed. Yeah, I may say, okay, you're right. What is it twenty more than twenty five? I don't know. I don't if, know. There's I no time frame. Him. There's no in by the definition, by the dictionary's definition, there is no time frame as far as how much time should pass before it's considered a, a, a masterpiece. However, just that statement of, I she said masterpieces are, are uh, uh what's that phrase that she used? I, I'm paraphrasing, but Timeless? she said something in the sense Proven of by like, time. Like it's, she it's said like something that if time in twenty tested, years time tested, she said it's time tested. It's one of those things where you could just watch years right. after it's been done, and you could still consider a masterpiece. And that's the one point where I was like, you know what, you're right. But that's uh, that's something that can't be controlled. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we don't, you can't mm-hmm. control you just have time. To right. Let time pass. Just time that, pass. I I think what she means by that is that's not something that you can say today. Right. Okay. That's yeah. something and that, that you, and that's and that's. And what I, I, agree I think with. I think it's a fair that's point. A fair and fair and point. I agree with you that I think that twenty years from now, thirty years from now, we'll be looking back at this movie and saying that stood the test of time. It transcends superhero movie which the other one I think by the way that transcends superhero movie is Winter Soldier I think that that could be a political thriller uh, not unlike All the President's Men or uh, Clute or Marathon Man or any of the great my favorite um, All the President's Men when Robert Redford throws his shield against a huge plane that was the <laughs> best moment of All the President's Men see that's Men. funny because doesn't he call him the Manchurian Candidate yeah he does or, or the Manchurian Candidate right. I, I think that if you if you take away the superhero aspects of 
the movie, and obviously there's a guy throwing a shield around, right? Just like in a Western, there wouldn't be a guy with fucking metal claws going around, right? right? Well, um, we don't know. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know. Are you um, a time traveler? No, no, I am not. Um, I would also like to point out that Django was a damn good Western. Django was an amazing sure. Western. Again, in the last three or four years, I've been gathering more appreciation for the Western because before, and I'm not just the uh, movies that have come out recently. I, which was the one that I watched? The old time one with oh, Kevin Costner. Um, Kevin oh yes, that Sil- old, bro. S- Silverado. Silverado's. A movie was like in 1979 or eight or something. It was like that's a fucking old movie. Or was it Wired Earp? No, it was. It was no. I have no Wired Earp. It was Silverado. Silverado. Yeah, Silver- Silverado's great. Fantastic. With Danny Glover. Fantastic. Right? And yeah, then yeah. there was another one that I saw recently. And again, this was all thanks to shout out to uh, uh, Turner Classic Movies uh, International <laughs> on cruise ships. Um, is the other one that I saw was you told me you saw Rio Bravo. Uh, Rio Bravo. That's it. Which is fucking yeah. amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I was like, this is such a. Sh- this shot, because it's shot, I mean, they shoot it. I mean, it's, you know, but it's a, you know, it's a soundstage. You can see it's a soundstage. Yeah. You can see it's one of those. But it's like the, I think, the scene in The Great Movie Ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Western, Westerns are one of those, those genres of films where it's very easy to make them look timeless. Because that period in American history is, is, is so timeless it's 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 romanticized you know like you see a guy in a cowboy hat and chaps and it's just like every already Saturday night with me <laughs> I, by the way i looked it up old man logan ran in uh in wolverine issues 66 to 72 uh and i believe that that was wolverine volume three that's interesting i thought it was a miniseries the whole way oh. through i don't know you know what i'm thinking about maybe i'm thinking about origins because Origins wasn't in the original; it wasn't through the run. Uh, no, I think I think that was a miniseries. Yeah, yeah. And then they did that's Origin, or, and then they did Origin Two, which okay, was so, not as good. So that's my pick is Logan at my number four again, right. interchangeable. All right, so my top three are kind of like what you were saying. Your top four were they're kind of interchangeable. I ordered them because I had to, um, but yeah. So my number three is Baby Driver. It's my number three as well. Okay. And and same, I kind of feel like my one, two, and three are interchangeable, but obviously I put the other two before it. Table? Um, No, actually, it's not on my list. You took it off? <laughs> what the? Yeah. She did that Party purposely. like a rock. No, I, don't I don't believe you. I did not. I don't believe you. Listen. Did you take it off today? Yes. It was fucking get out. No, he likes and, it. And, and, uh, and, um, <laughs> and split. And split. <laughs> split. So it. it was off by two. It wouldn't split. have even made it by two. It wasn't my number. Listen, to be honest with you, is it your number three? It's my number three. Is yeah. it your number three? Yeah, yeah. Okay. To be honest with you, it wasn't number 10. That's uh, fine. I don't okay. care where it was. Okay. It was number 10. I needed it on this list. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint, but that's my thing. And I'm sorry. Party I watched like an overrated when, pop star. <laughs> when, when I found the loophole for Split, it had no, to go in fine. there. It's fine. And Get Out, which is not even my... I don't even like so, you know the, the drama the behind it. And I, I actually went into watching Get Out, just to backtrack for 10 seconds, thinking, 
what if it was like overhyped and now I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna be like meh? But it it wasn't. It it and, no, no, and it made Baby it on Driver. the list. I'm I'm so glad that That's we saw Baby Driver how... like the week it opened. Yeah. And and there. But was... you were already in love with this movie beforehand. Well, you I know, I saw the trailer saw the and trailer. loved it. You saw the trailer, you loved it, and when you told me when you were talking about it, like you saw the trailer and then you saw and then the director and you were like, oh, well, fucking I, I love I love Edgar Wright's movies. Yeah. With the exception of Scott Pilgrim versus the World, I love every single one of Edgar Wright's movies. I like that movie. So when you you were already primed, I don't think I had to do with the. No, I had a hard. I had a hard. Yeah, I don't think I. I don't think I had to do with the. I don't think the over. I don't think it could have been overhyped for you. I don't think that's what I'm saying. That was the problem with Get Out for me, and ultimately Get Out was on here, on my list for a while because I felt like it had to be, not because I wanted it to. be. Okay, but let's talk about Baby Driver. No, I know, but we're gonna. So let's talk about Baby Driver. I own it. I watch it. I loved it yeah, when I saw be, it. It's because of her that it's on my family share. <laughs> oh, I we, wanna, we, 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 we put her in the family share because she had Baby yeah. Driver. That's what. Wow. Oh, I, I, I thought I, it was my personality <laughs> that I got in, guys. Never no. mind. I thought it was a 17 years of friendship <laughs> yeah, that I sure fucking provided <laughs> you motherfuckers. Like, no, no, no. You bought Baby Driver before we did. So no, we got to put you in. And Girl Strip. I, I, I had to buy Baby Driver, too. No, I know. Like, I it it. Uh, so make your case, and then I'll make, I'll, I'll make my. No, that's I'll, fine. I'll tell you what that's fine. where I where I landed with that. But go ahead. So do you? You can go. Hey, it's fine. You go first. Ladies first. Um. So I saw the trailer, and I I just thought it was gonna be. I love a heist movie. Um, yeah, but I like good ones. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just, a, that's just a are joke. You, you left me, me open. Or are you just gonna you fucking? Just, uh, you know what? You are said. Are you gonna continue to beat the dead horse? With you goddamn said, movie. You know what? The audience doesn't know about the dead horse because this is the first time they're hearing it. So this is not all their right, dead speaking, horse. Speaking of audience, first all right, of all, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. And you said I love a good heist movie, and you paused and you looked at me. <laughs> I, if you don't expect me to take that fucking that low hanging fruit, then fuck that, man. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell I you. See, I, for, for for the listener, Neri has been, when I say incessantly, I mean like... like anytime. At, at any moment that he's drawing breath, <laughs> he is giving me, uh, and Steph, but primarily me, a hard time about, about liking, liking this, this movie. movie. And what I would like to point out is because we constantly, we, we only use Rotten Tomatoes cuando no conviene. Right. Right? Of course. We, we use it when it's convenient to us, right? Not and, true. And, not true. I put bright on my list, and I and I and I still brought up Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> even right. though that twenty something percent. But you brought, I still brought but, it up. But no, <laughs> cuando te conviene, because you brought it up as a way to segue into how much the audience likes it. Oh no, I meant to say I really don't understand how people don't like this movie. So the Rotten Tomatoes critic score is ninety three percent. So this is <laughs> widespread acclaim. All right? right, but and here's, I agree that the Rotten Tomatoes critic score can sometimes be misleading. All right. Uh, here's here's where I think it starts to matter more. The Metacritic score, eighty six, which is ridiculously high. For I don't Metacritic. even know what that means. All right. Met- Metacritic is just it, it does what Rotten Tomatoes does. It's uh it it, it just A compiles all all these. Uh, but it's uh I think it's a better it's a better system. Whatever they have, they include more more reviews. Mm-hmm. The Cinema Score, which is where you pull the audience as they're leaving the theater, was an A minus. All right, the Rotten Tomatoes audience score is 86. The Google user score is 90. IMDb has it at 7.7, which I've rarely seen anything that approaches uh, like eight there uh, on IMDb. There, there are, there are, mm-hmm. there are. But I'm, Shawshank. No, I, I'm not saying it doesn't right, happen. Right. I'm just saying that it's just, a rarity. When you ask right? Alexa what the the best movie of all time is, we we did this recently. She says Shawshank because she should. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> except like it's not even my favorite movie of all time. But when again, it's like everybody's no, favorite but it's movie one of, no, it's not my favorite movie. My favorite movie is TBS my every fa- fucking Saturday. my favorite movie is Braveheart. But when somebody goes, Shawshank is better. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna argue, okay. man. We're not, we're, not, we're not fighting over this. The the Voodoo Community score is four point three out of five, and the iTunes user score is is four out of five. I. When when I say truthfully that the only people that I know that did not like this movie are in your family show. are 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 are, are, are 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 you Vanessa and and I spoke with Jeff today and he told me it's not that he didn't like the movie it's that it was overhyped for him. that's what I say all the time I tell you it's not that it's a bad movie it's not that I don't like the movie no it's, you've you've called it bad no no I'm, that's fucking with you that's like just pretty, that's just fucking with you. I don't think it's a bad movie I don't I think, think it's a good movie I don't think it's a bad movie I think it's meh and when I say meh with this movie specifically I'm saying it's meh as fuck. Like there's no budget me to move it to a good, and there's no budget See, me I, to move it to a bad. I don't, I, I, I don't understand that. And literally, Babe. literally, the literally, only Chris person Trager that I have heard say this is you. Babe, like it hold on. boggles hold on. my mind. Jeff said it too. Babe. Oh, man, Babe. He did not call it man. Yes, he does. Babe. Text him right now. Well, he's Babe. asleep. He's asleep. Text him right now. Okay, hold on. Yeah. I spoke with him before I came in over here. I'm telling you, he has said it multiple times. He said it's just meh. Christy says it's meh. Okay, and the only people, and we know, never mind. The only people I know are you Babe. four. Okay. In Neri's defense, I never defend Neri, but in Neri's defense, we did overhype the shit out but of this But that's not our fault. Because we the came world out of this overhyped and this the movie. The first thing we did was jump into the family share and be like, you guys have to go see this movie. And I hate when people overhype a movie because they did that shit for Inception. And I think Inception is the most meh fucking movie on the planet. And everybody, whenever I say that, Jumps down my throat. How do you think the fucking Inception is meh? Because the entire fucking world overhyped Inception. But the whole so world overhyped this. I understand. I understand where he's coming from in the sense where he thinks this, this movie is meh because people because we we because maybe it wasn't just us, but uh, but the movie was very overhyped. But so I, I understand. BFF. I'm, I'm gonna, but that, look, that, as much that as satisfies I, wait, in making a movie overhyped. That doesn't satisfy in making a movie meh. Right, I, 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 I will say let this. Missy talk. Wait, Missy. You, no, you, you go. I would say this. Uh, and as much as I love the fact that Stephanie was defending me, I would say that she's wrong in defending me. And here's the reason why. <laughs> I don't think it's here. I'm not here. But I'm, I, when I when I finish explaining to what, when I finish explaining what I'm about this to say. Why I'm not nice to people. But this is why I'm explaining to you. I, to me, you guys did not overhype this movie. You guys, you guys. I think you guys overhyped it because it wasn't good. But I, from the from the jump, no, him and Jeff, him and Jeff were super excited about it. And I go, dude, I saw the trailer. I don't get what you guys are excited about. Then he said, oh, right, the the right the, the director. And I go, I, I don't really. I'm not. He's not a director. Remind that me in my mind, right did before uh, other than Sh- the the ones that he's most known for is uh, Shaun of the Dead. Hot Fuzz yes, okay. and uh, The World's End. Yeah, okay. And so when he sent me that, again, this is via text. I remember we said, oh man, I'm super hyped about this movie. It was on there. I know. I, I believe asked, you. I know it was. She's, when, when he said, oh, I'm super hyped about this movie, him and Jeff both, right. because they're both uh, fans of, of him. Right. 
I said, dude, I saw the trailer. I don't give a fuck about this movie. In fact, my exact words were, me vale verga, bro. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about, this, about this movie. And then he, bro, That's it's Edgar Allan Wright. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know who the fuck that is. And then they listed the names of the movie that he that just listed. Yeah, is. and then he <laughs> na- he mentioned the name, the, the list that he just rattled off right now, all those movies. I'm like, I don't like any of those movies. None. So I don't care about this movie. I'm not interested. In, I have zero. In, my, my words were, I have zero interest in seeing this movie. I hope you guys enjoy they went and he came out. Dave said on Facebook, I remember to this day, run, don't walk to see <laughs> yeah. this movie. And I still stand by and it. And you, as you should, because that's the way you feel. And then Jeff, sorry. And then here's my tipping point to have an interest in seeing it. No, you Missy, saw it before Jeff saw it. No, no, no. I, yeah, you're right. Uh, Missy said, when I go, oh, yeah, he said uh, Dave really liked it. Missy said, Look, I don't like signing with Dave, <laughs> but it was really good, and I think you should go watch the movie. And that's to me was like, oh, maybe it was, maybe it was, maybe it was, <laughs> no, maybe it is good, maybe I, it is good. Like, I don't take that as 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 offensive. But it's not, I don't mean that you, as offensive you and to you. I don't often line right. up in our views on movies. So, so my I, and I didn't mean that offensive. I meant that as in that's the only time that my interest was peaked. Right, was when, when my friend Missy said. It's really good. You should go That's watch me, it. <laughs> so that was my only time. That my, be, before then, I was like, I don't give a fuck about this movie. Mm-hmm. One way or the other. It just didn't interest me. Right. Those were my words. It doesn't interest me. Then I watched the movie and I'm like, and me and Vanessa are watching it and we're an hour in and I didn't say it. And I'm glad I didn't say it first. Vanessa goes, yeah, I don't really, I don't really see what the big deal is about this movie. And I go, oh, fuck. Thank God. I thought I was. And I thought I was being harsh on the movie because you, David, like the movie so much. So I thought I was being the Mr. Against the Grain guy right. to purposely be the oh, contrarian. Oh, like how you are every day To purposely be the contrarian. And I was like, but I, I here's the thing. I'm a contrarian all the time, but I'm not doing it for the sake of being a contrarian. I'm doing it because that's just that's my opinion. That's just the way I feel. So when I say I, I love Batman versus Superman, I'm not saying it because everybody else hates it. I'm saying it because that's the way I feel. And I was watching this movie and I didn't say it. And when, when Vanessa said that, I was like, oh, thank God. I thought I was fucking... Being, a, I thought I was being too harsh on the movie. I thought I was being too critical of the movie. And we finished watching the movie, and I'm like, I, I just don't like. If I would have never seen the movie, I would have never cared. And if I saw the movie, I would never. Ca- I'm never gonna see that movie again, ever. Gonna see that movie again. Can I? Can I yeah, speak yeah. my piece now? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this was a movie that was a random movie Tuesday pick. I think Lisa was the one who picked it, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Your sister, um, and Dave's sister. Dave's sister and. I hadn't seen any trailers. I hadn't heard anything about it. I had, I think it was a couple days after you had seen it and, mm-hmm. and had raved about it. And so I had no expectations whatsoever. I'm a sucker for cheap action. So I thought when the first, when the movie starts and you get all this action packed stuff, I was like into it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and I left the movie thinking, I remember echoing you on Facebook and to everyone else going, yeah, this is a great fucking movie. And I stand by that. Mm -hmm. I think it is a good movie. Um, The reason why I didn't make my top 10, and I think it's something, an interesting point that you brought up when you were speaking about um, The Last Jedi was that you said um, that if you can pick a movie apart and and find holes or whatever, then it's not really a a good movie. Right. I don't necessarily uh, uh, apply that word for word just 8.1 is what i want to show you mm. imdb i'm sorry go ahead um i i wouldn't say that baby driver is a bad movie because it, i don't think it is a bad movie it was mm-hmm. it was at the uh, on my list but 
having watched Get Out, having figured out that I could add Split to the movie to to my list, right. I had no choice. And I and I, I promise you that I was at Subway before coming here and I was looking at my list like how do I fucking make this work? But I couldn't because I to, again, I could have I knew that it was going to be on your list and I mm-hmm. could have I, I could have gone against my instinct and just kind of, you know, played the game, mm-hmm. made it more interesting for all of us to agree and, and have Neri be on the opposition. But if I was going to be honest with to myself, no, that's what you have to do. It's my, my truth. So um, but I do think it's a good movie. I think that it's a great cast. I feel like now looking back at it because it did come out in the summer and so many other movies came out after like and now when with the with the um award season and stuff like that that's typically the kind of movie that I'll I'll go out of my way to see anyway. So so many I saw so many movies after that it didn't hold up as strongly as it did that moment in that that see, like for, in June. For me for me the opposite happened. This movie went to my number 1 the moment that we left the theater. And it stayed it there. It ran to your number 1. It didn't walk. Yeah. It ran <laughs> yeah, yeah, to your yeah. number 1. Yeah. <laughs> And it, it stayed there until this week when I saw. Oh, this was at my number one until two hours ago. What? Yes. Uh, it, it, what did there, you watch two hours ago? I didn't. What did you watch two hours I ago? I didn't watch anything two hours ago. <laughs> Jesus I didn't Christ. watch anything two hours ago. I just decided that I needed to just be truer. That like I just decided that I needed to be truer to myself as opposed to go with the movie that. So wh- the reason that I loved this movie so much was because of something that I noticed about five minutes into the movie that I leaned over and again just to avoid spoilers that I leaned over to David and I asked him I'm like hey have you noticed this and he was like yeah and I was like are they gonna do this the whole time and he's like I hope so the lyrics or the title, the lyrics of the song. Well, just the way that the mo- that the that the visuals syncopate with. I was trying not to ruin that, for babe. You. That, okay. that that's so what the movie, movie. Yeah, but you're not really describing the the actual. We're not talking about plot. Well, yeah. okay. We're, we're, yeah. This entire movie is choreographed to music. Every single step, every single movement, every beat, every sound effect, everything is choreographed to music. I've never seen a movie do that ever. Not even a musical where every single second of film i think there's only like i think there's only 15 seconds of silence like or or, or something like that where there isn't where there music, isn't music and it's not silence it's not you silence, hear the ringing you hear yeah. the, you hear the ringing that baby hears but other than so there's no point of silence at all in this movie and i don't think that's i i can't recall ever seeing that in a movie ever so and i just thought that that was did you not see the artist it was completely silent. It was completely either. silent. Yeah, but it's, it's like, a whole entire movie. They didn't impress you. Film is not a silent film. Wow. <gasps> <laughs> that that I is, love getting you riled up, man. You that, are so easy. That was, just, that was that was that was the first thing that blew me away about the movie. When you see that car chase choreographed to bell bottoms, right? I was I was like in fucking awe. And then the car chases themselves are. Awesome. Which he actually learned how to stunt drive because I follow Ansel Elgort on Instagram and he stunt drives. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't know like every pass me. We walk right by me. Okay. He could walk right in front of me and I'd be like, oh, there's a white guy. What? <laughs> it's so in Miami and there's a white guy. Here's where here's where it was so low for me and eventually dropped is that 
I I like again initially in right, the moment liked I liked the, the 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 choreography the fact but is it is it did it really go with the 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 vibe of the movie like is it a car chase movie or is it a musical but why does it have to be why, why does it ha- yeah why can't it be both like put them in a box man <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but what I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to but to, but that's but that's, what but I that's, lo- that's that's my response that's, is it it doesn't have to be one but or that's the what other sets it apart like I've never seen. Of action heist movie, okay. like, do something like that. Like you had John Hamm, you have Jamie Foxx, John Hamm, the most underused, Kevin Spacey on oh your cast. God. Oh no, John Bernthal, right? Uh, John Bernthal, the most underused. Was, that, that oh was, my that was god, a little bit of a disappointment. It was so painful. The cast, was the cast overall. I know the story is centered around this baby, right? But the cast overall, you had a fucking epic arsenal of of range of. Of, of possibility of what you could have done and with Jamie Foxx <laughs> <laughs> and Will Smith wasn't available they could have been it could have been in my opinion had they used the background the supporting characters if they would have pushed them a little bit more to the to the main cast so to speak I feel like it would have been a more balanced um, movie mm-hmm. but because it's centered around baby as much as it did Again, long term now in January as opposed to when I saw it in June, it just didn't it didn't hold up for me the way that it did back in the summer. Okay, I still love yeah. it. I still stand by that. It, I think it's a good movie, mm-hmm. but not in my top ten. I think I, I I think anytime that you have an ensemble, you're always gonna be wanting more if it's a good ensemble. Mm-hmm. And and it was a and, good it, and it was it, it was, was a really good ensemble that, that I much would have preferred had they. S- Swapped casting with Jamie Foxx and John Barenthal. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that would have been much better because mm-hmm. I think just John Barenthal plays a much better villain than yeah. Jamie Foxx does. Yeah. Um. I just having seen um Daredevil and and Punisher and stuff like that. And Walking Dead, like he's just a better, a, a better. The the man. other thing that that I absolutely loved about this film was the the dialogue. It, yeah. It's it, it had a not quite. Tarantino quality to it, but not too dissimilar to to have me go. Uh, eh, you know, either I, I, didn't get that I uh I I absolutely loved the the dialogue. And this is also the last I didn't movie get that I like Tarantino Kevin Spacey in. So no, actually, that's what I was about to say. I didn't want to be a jerk about it, but I was like, and again, not to not to pile on my meh for the movie or reasons why I don't find the movie good. But now, doesn't it make it seem like? Uh, even creepier, his relationship now with Baby. Now, yeah, I haven't now, seen it since all of this has come out. I haven't seen it so. exactly. I haven't, I haven't rewatched it. Since. Oh, neither have I. I'm never gonna. No, I but don't. I'm saying, I'll, I'll and, but it's it. unfortunately I have this thing called good memory, and it's fucking stuck in my head. Where yeah. I gotta watch this mess shit in my head all the fucking time, and I'm like, oh god, that makes it's it even a thing that you can't unsee, like I your can. parents yeah, fucking. Now I can't. Now I can't unknow. Now I can't unknow that Kevin Spacey is a fucking creep. And, um, you know, this is the last. And that's really disappointing for me because I've been such a Kevin Spacey fan for such a long fucking time. I mean, I still am. I'm still a fan of his work. Uh, Just that he's not going to work anymore. I'm a fan of his work also, but I have a really, with with all of these pig men, I have a really hard time compartmentalizing things now. So that's just not going to happen anymore. Man bear pig. um, (laughs) And to to talk about, and again, (laughs) Jeff is not here to weigh in. What you and I were saying were not mutually exclusive, uh, Dave. Uh, uh, Jeff has told me multiple times that the movie's just meh. 
the reason why he thinks it's meh, he's equated it to it's it was overhyped for him. Mm. But he does think that it's meh. That's the, the and they're not those two things coincide with each other. That the reason why he thinks it's right. meh is because it was overhyped for him. I mean, he believes that it was overhyped for him. I'm telling you for a fact. I know it was not overhyped for me because I yeah didn't no care no I, I I I that's fine. Yeah, and again, uh, I, I numbers don't lie, and I us four, uh, me, my wife, Christy, uh, and Jeff are clearly in the minority because mm-hmm. numbers don't lie because all the meta scores and all the critics and blah blah blah. So numbers don't lie. So I, hey, you know, I, I just but of, I, of all the movies I've seen this year, for me, even though it was like a heist action movie, it was the most original movie and it was like a, it found a way to like ref, it was like a refreshing take on a heist mm-hmm. i'll agree with that movie and i haven't seen that in a while and like i mean i i'm really looking forward to oceans 8 um i love the oceans movies to yeah. begin i'm with. staying away from all the trailers because i'm but so this, fucking this felt like of not like the it. anti-oceans movie right but, and 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 in in every way that was yes. right for me right yeah, no it's no I'm, 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 I'm agreeing with dave this is very much oh. the anti-ocean movies but i i like the ocean movies a lot and i'm very possible. much looking <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to Ocean's Eight, so I I, I, I expect I hope to like Oceans. I expect to, I, I, I'm I hope staying to. away from as much information so, as possible. I hope it's not awful, um, but I hope it's not baby drama. <laughs> Whatever. So can this is a shitty heist movie. There's nothing. There's nothing smart. A heist movie is supposed to be smart. A heist not, movie. It's not really a heist. Exactly movie, my point. This is not a good heist it's movie. Not, this is not a heist movie. It's it's not. A heist movie in the way that we've seen heist movies before. It's not an action movie in the way we've seen action movies before. It's not. Uh, it's not a comedy, uh, really. You know. So I guess I'll just move past that. But it's, it's not. It's not a musical in the way we've seen musicals before. It's. It's an amalgam of all these things, and it turns it on its head and says, "We can do all these things." You can't do a heist movie because it's not a heist movie. Of course, or it a is. good one, but it's more. It, but even so, it's more of a getaway movie than it is a heist. That movie. I, that I'll give you. It's and a getaway movie, not a. Hei- it's not a heist. They don't. That to me, the heist. There's nothing smart. Uh, to me, a heist a, it's, movie. It's, is, it's about a getaway driver, right? It's about a getaway driver. To me, it's a smash and grab movie, not a, he- a heist. To me, is like intricate planning. There's like there's things that are set right. In that motion. doesn't happen here. Point it break. Doesn't. That's where you went to. That's... <laughs> okay. Uh, I, was called, to, I was just trying to. There's a movie cut. called Va- The Heist, and you went with Maya Condios. <laughs> see, see how you're on the same team again? It worked. Uh, <laughs> All right, Thank Missy. You for... What's your number three? Gifted. My number three as well. BFF. BFF. I didn't get around to seeing this, we and I wish I had. Uh, you want to talk about Stephanie? I, I still the bet is still open. I, I said I will bet you money that you will cry at this movie. Zero interest in seeing this movie. You, this is such a phenomenal movie in every aspect. The acting from everybody in this movie is superb. The uh, Chris Evans is this is the first thing I've liked him in. Uh, That's what I said. This is the first thing that I've liked him in since Fantastic Four. Dave got up and walked away. <laughs> this is the first thing that I that I liked him in since Fantastic Four. Uh, he, <laughs> he is. He is pacing in your kitchen right now. <laughs> he um uh what's her name uh, Jenny the girl Viola David was it Viola David no no uh, um, Octavia Octavia, Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer. 
She. I fucking love Octavia. She Spencer. was fucking amazing. She's amazing in everything she does. She Even is, in fucking Divergent, which is like the shittiest movie possible. Like she in those. That guys, is pretty shitty. You're right. Yeah, she's fucking great. In um, she, the little girl's name is McKenna Grace, who yeah. plays Mary Adler. She is. I can't with her. She's so perfect. Perfect. Uh, my girl Jenny Slate is in this fucking yes. movie. Oh. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. queen. She is. She's the best. She is the best. Hey, can I uh, can I take you up on uh, that snack? <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, can I finish with my number two? Though? You can tell can me my number, number three. Uh, so my number three. Anyway, so this is a stunning, stunning film. Storytelling at its acting at its finest. It is. I, I watched this movie because I was in a crew cabin on a cruise line and the crew gets all the movies that they charge the guests for for free and I have nothing but time to kill <laughs> and I swear to God, I'm not exaggerating, the remote was not working and We're I was fucking, on this pr- I was pressing every fucking, no, it wasn't a channel, it was like a, it was a, it was a paper, pay-per-view kind of menu where you select which movie you want to watch. Pay-per-view. Right, right, it was paper, well, it was pay-per-view for the guests, but because I was in a crew cabin, I got it for free. Right. So I was going through. And I meant because, that like for porn. Yeah. Oh, no, no, they don't, they don't have those kind of movies. It's oh, they not, don't have porn on cruises? N- not a, no. Really? Well, it's I don't know, a- I don't know about the guests, but the fucking crew definitely doesn't. Oh, uh, we, we never leave our room. It's been a while since um, we've been on the cruise, so. But, uh, so I'm going through the menu. And I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to read what the movie is about, like what each movie is about. So I picked this movie and I try, I'm reading that. But the remote is really non-responsive, right? It's it not it's, it's not responsive to, mm-hmm. to the like the way it should be. I, I'm, I'm assuming the battery must have been dying. So when I go, when I went to go look at what the movie was about, I'm like, oh, what's this about? I thought it was still a superhero movie. Because of Chris Evans? Because of Chris Evans, and it was called Gifted. And I was like, oh, that's what Superpowers <laughs> and fucking Xavier's. Like, I, I really, <laughs> I, I knew it wasn't an X-Men movie, but I thought it was still something because he's, Chris Evans, correct me if I'm wrong, he's still in a push, right? That movie Push? Yeah. yeah. Which is still a superhero movie. Which was good. Which it was, was really good. good yeah. And I'm I'm thinking that it was, I thought it was that movie. I thought it was Push. And I'm like, oh, this is right. And I went to get out of that movie, and I don't know, Fat Thumbs, I don't know what it is, it pressed enter, and the movie started. And I'm fucking trying to back out, trying to back out, and it fucking would not end the movie and I go you know what fuck it just watch the movie and I started watching the movie and it was such an excellent movie and every front that it's amazing to me how I'm talking about how I'm passionately talking about this movie and Steph is on her phone I'm I'm I know you. I'm, I didn't say you. I said stuff. No, I know, but uh, I'm, I'm just letting you know. Like I am purposely doing this because I don't want to have anything about the movie ruined. Oh, it's, I, I'm not a spoiler guy, so I'm fine with no, it. So, uh, so, <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's such you a are. Fun, it's such a <laughs> you no, are I'm not, for sure. No, I'm not. So sure, it's such a fantastic movie on every, and I just can't say enough about this movie. And I saw this movie on the same week that I saw um, Before I Fall. And I remember thinking oh, no. to myself, these are, I'm like. So you I, just cried in bed all I, week? I, well, Before I Fall is not really a crier movie. But this movie, holy balling. And I remember texting you guys and Missy was the only one that had seen it. She's like, oh my God. I'm like, girl, this shit is so good. Well, I don't know if Jeff's going to get mad at me, but he said that when he watched it, he was holding in his tears so much that he farted. Yeah. So... <laughs> So, so Jeff liked it. I this was another movie that was again not my pick. Um, it was a it was a movie Tuesday pick that somebody else did. I think Fanny did this one, or Lisa. Fifty fifty chance. Um, <laughs> it's the first thing again. 
and and I thought it for for a very long time. It's the first thing that I saw Chris Evans in that I liked him in. I kind of don't dig him as Captain America. Um, I know that's gonna get me stoned in some circles, but whatever. Get you that, that, that should get you kicked out of the group chat. <laughs> yeah, but somebody no, no, will add me I'm back right. in. Um, I'll add you back in, BFF. <laughs> thank you, BFF. Um, what's Dave, wrong, Dave? I know I know you're a vegetarian, but I gave you animal crackers. Is that okay? <laughs> Can you eat exotic. those? Are you okay with those? It's exotic. Meat. It's, <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, the little girl McKenna, um, McKenna Grace, Grace, so good in this movie. She's in other movies. She's in Wonder too. I, I feel think. like I feel like I've heard her name before. Oh my gosh, she's so good. Stuff you didn't even like. She's so good. She, for me personally, even though the cast as a whole was very strong, I felt like she stole the show. Oh, absolutely. And 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 I mean it's meant it's written I mean it's correct. meant to be. She, like, it's, her it's, character is very she's the center of it. of it. Um and Jenny Slee was great. I mean I I can't say enough good things about enough good is that word? Yes. Enough good things? Yeah. Are you home? Um, not yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, because um, I was like, you this is the second time you said the right things and still don't realize that you said the right it's things. It's been a long week. Um so yeah, I bought it and and I watch it regularly and it's a tearjerker and I, I just love it. For me personally, I connected to it because um, Chris Evans plays the uncle of the little girl and their bond. Don't tell her don't the bond. I knew but you don't that. Need I to know see that the from uncle. the trailer. You don't need to, no, you don't yeah. know. You, no, not the I knew that from the trailer. Okay, sorry, bro. Sure, Jan. Sorry, did boo. I spoil something? No, I knew that from the trailer. I thought I did when I saw the when I saw the when I was reading the preview, or whatever. I thought it was a dad. So I didn't know. Oh, no, okay. I knew so that I from thought, the trailer. Well, the the, the uncle, the uncle niece. It's the great grandfather. <laughs> it's the, actually Coco. The, <laughs> un- the uncle niece bond I connected with, and and I love it, and it's gonna be forever one of my my favorite movies. So so much like Nary's sentiment with Baby Driver, I saw this trailer in the theater and I had zero interest. In you it. saw this trailer in the theater. I saw this trailer in the theater. Wow, I never saw the trailer in the theater. I never saw I the trailer. For- I forgot what movie we were watching. But you know I can't remember, but we did see it in theater. He watched Baby Driver. You haven't fucking watched Gifted yet. Because I have zero interest in watching he it. He has zero interest watching it, too. That's true. He did Until because we were all fucking talking I, I, about I it for six months. I did it because months. my friend said recommended that I would like yeah. it. Yeah. And I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. My friend said, I would like it. I'll, I'll give it a shot. That's what I do. I just because I have an open mind. I don't expect everybody to have an open mind. So I get it. I understand why you <laughs> close minded don't want to do it. I get it. I understand. I'm not judging you. Do, do what you do. <laughs> totally judging do Wait, what you so do. Boo. We all did our number three? Yeah, that was my number three. Okay. Yeah, because Baby Driver is Dave's number three. So. Yeah, so that's number three. Okay. What's your number two? My number two is Wonder Woman. Table. Table. Okay. My number two is Girls Trip. That's my number six, so. Fantastic. Okay. I why? This movie's amazing. I know, but why is it in your top ten? I'm curious. Because there's uh, six other movies that would have been in the Correct. top ten. I almost to go with what Steph said. I almost put this in my movie in my list purposely because I didn't have a comedy in my movie in my, okay. in my list. So I almost went out of my way to go. No, I need a comedy, and if there's going to be a comedy in the movie, it's going to be Girls Trip because it is fucking phenomenally mm-hmm. hilarious. But if I'm not being, but I'm, if I'm being true to myself. I liked other movies. Okay. And I know it's weird. I get this a lot from people when I start talking about movies, when especially not with friends, but with people that I just meet, because they know I'm a comedian, they expect my all my movies and my Your my, favorites to be all com- and, comedies. And to be honest with you, they're not. Right. Most most of the movies that I you love You have range. Uh, no, my range is drama and action. <laughs> That's my range, really. I kind of just kind of stay range. That, kind of stay in that bubble. Uh, and then uh, now I've been going out to the western and to the which is still action, but uh, anyways, not necessarily, but right. 
Usually. Yeah. At least I, lately. Um, so uh, I love Girl Strip. I think it's phenomenal. I think it's fantastic. If you ask me which is the best comedy of the year, I will tell you that. Uh, hands but, down. Hands down. Not even close. But then again, I don't remember any other comedy. So maybe that would tell yeah, you. Yeah, I, I don't little... really think that this was a good year for comedy. No, if it I'm was being not. Honest. I don't think so either. There or was... animation. Yeah, no, this was a no, terrible year for animation. Yeah, last year, they blew their load. Yeah, last they year. They really did. And yeah, this but year, this year was not a good year for animation. Like, really, which Coco I'm glad. was the one that which stood, I'm glad. out. I'm, I'm glad because last year I literally had... I remember you had like three or four. Four, and it could have very easily been five, but I hadn't seen... Um, I hadn't seen uh, Finding uh, Finding Dory. Finding Dory. So mm-hmm. I could have very easily had five of my... But last year I had four of my top ten, four animated movies in my right. top ten. This year I had one, and I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm like, thank God. Well, because I had seen. Well, I had two, but um, I I've seen fucking Boss Baby so many goddamn times that I want to stab myself. And it's you should go with that. Feeling, it's though. just not. <laughs> it's not good. Yourself. So anyways, I don't think it's bad. It's not, it's a bad, not movie. bad, but it's it's not anywhere near the realm of of fucking Coco. Like, so no way. Girls Trip. Yeah. Um, movie Tuesday pick. Um, Queen Latifah, Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, Regina Hall and none of that matters. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish is Haddish. Haddish. I say Haddish. I don't know. I, I could be totally wrong with that's what. That's I don't I know. I'm it. just going with what I feel. I say she Haddish. is the best. For real. She is so so stole the movie yeah. for sure. Fact. See, there is no amount of overhyping that could have been done. Yeah, because nothing prepared like, me e- ev- for everyone in our group of friends hyped. Up this movie, out of this and movie and hyped up her in particular. Yeah. And I went into this thinking, I'm not going to find her that funny. But from the fucking moment she was on screen, I could not stop laughing. If yeah. it makes you feel any better, uh, when you went into the movie, I thought he's not going to find her funny. Oh, really? Yeah. Just because so of too. your history. I thought of, so too. I was we like, all think it's like hilarious. And Dave goes, eh. Dude, he started, and then he started laughing. And I was like, Oh, wait. Uh-huh. Oh, I was linked. I, we were in bed watching it. And I was, I was, he starts laughing. And I was like, Wait a minute. Could it be? <laughs> Well, s- similarly to Neri, like I, I really considered putting this in in my my list specifically because I didn't have any comedies and because it was a, a female driven comedy. Like I've made you know like, no fucking secret about. It. I really did not like Bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. This to me was like a thousand times the movie Bridesmaids was. Well, I think it's a. I think it's funnier than Bridesmaids. I love Bridesmaids. Though. Well, in that it is Which, funny. By the way, because I just Bridesmaids it. is not on Bridesmaids. I just, I just bought on it. On iTunes? Yeah. I had it too. Oh, no. I, I bought it on the flea market. At the <laughs> Blockbuster? Best, best Buy. <laughs> Blockbuster. Blockbuster is even Mexico, better. Bra- Blockbuster. Oh, <laughs> I, I bought it at FYE. FYE, yeah. I bought it at Incredible Universe. You didn't <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No? What a throwback. I, I went to West Coast Video. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Uh, oh that's facts, even better. Guys, yeah. That's facts, guys. Um, that's Okay, so you think it's a thousand times better than Bridesmaids. He hated Bridesmaids. I, yeah, he I, like really Bridesmaids. I love like Bridesmaids, Bridesmaids, but I do think that this movie is funnier than Bridesmaids. Reason being, this movie is funny to the end. Bridesmaids is funny for three quarters of the movie, and then it becomes a, a regular romantic comedy, a regular rom- romantic movie, where you're like, okay. The, the funny, there's no funny part at the end of Bridesmaids, to me. Because the moment they make up, the moment like the, the moment the, the moment the bridesmaids make up, the best friend and the whatever, and which they, never happens in real life, right? The moment they make up, it stops being funny, 
And I'm not saying that it stops being funny because of that. I'm saying time wise in the movie, mm-hmm. there's nothing. I don't remember a funny part in the movie after that. You're just saying it becomes heartwarming, and then, yeah, yeah, it becomes it, it becomes a stereotypical. And this is a. This but is the Girl Strip t- has serious moments. Yeah, but it stays oh, oh, no, funny. Uh, but but it doesn't. Right. But it doesn't miss funny. It has heartwarming stuff, and it has stuff in the in the whatever. Like when in Girl Strip when. They give, you know, when she gives that speech at the end, mm-hmm. when she's, you know, she finally outs him for being the fucking dirtbag that he is or whatever, blah, blah. Would what a really? great fucking moment. Yeah, what man. a great moment. Oh, I choked up in that moment. Yeah. Uh, I choked up in that moment. But it still got funny after that. <laughs> but it still got funny after that. They still, uh, 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 what's her name? Uh, um, Haddish was still her. She still did her what she does. Yeah. It, it didn't become a, and that scene, that heart, the incredibly heartwarming scene was five minutes left in the movie. Okay. So even if there was no funny at that moment, which there was, there's only five minutes left. I get that. And uh, uh, Bridesmaid, again, I love Bridesmaids. I'm, I'm not speaking ill of Bridesmaids. I'm just saying that they made up with 20 minutes left in the movie. And I'm like, well, so, it's an hour and a half movie. You got 20 minutes left. That's a good chunk. Yeah. Well, Bridesmaids to me is, is a favorite. Um, I don't really have a problem with that. Maybe it's because of my gender um no i don't think so i think funny is funny yeah but i mean at a certain point like isn't there like a climax to a movie and then you kind of just have to conclude well i here's the thing what i there's a problem that i have this is a problem that i have with a lot of of these um uh what's that word i'm looking for these gross out these gross funny movies these um uh like um shock factor no it's uh those movies like uh fucking a wedding crashers where all the craziness is up front in the movie, all the funny parts are up front in the movie. And they blow and, their load too early. No, I think it's it's great that they have all these amazing funny parts for the first half of the movie, and then no, the second I love half. Wedding and it's, I don't. And the second half of the movie becomes a heartfelt thing, and it loses its funny. Okay. Well, yes. Wait, you, I, and I know you don't like it, but Hangover kind of keeps that going the whole way through. The yeah, first the, one. Yeah, no, I agree. But the funny's not not at the level. To me, that's what I'm saying. I think Hangover is funny throughout the movie, but it I don't is. think it's hilarious at any point in the movie. At any point in the movie, I don't think the movie's no, I, hilarious. You might be right. It's just it's so to consi- me again. I'm it's, just saying it's so consistently funny. It's consistently funny. Yeah. I don't think it's hilarious at any one point in the movie. But to girls- me, Bridesmaids is hilarious in the beginning. Like fucking oh, bro, that her walking in that wedding dress across the street and oh, this is happening. This, I'm. Crying, crying, laughing at Melissa that. McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy in the sink. I'm fucking dying. This is like, oh, her. Oh, it's amazing. But then the heartwarming part comes, and I'm just like, <laughs> okay. If, if I and again, not that I don't like the heartwarming stuff. Because no, I, I like get the heartwarming it. Stuff. No, but I see you. You're, you're like for you. You were just like to for it to be. If it's gonna be funny, for it to be Girl funny Strip, the whole Girl time. Strip was hilarious. The whole yeah. the whole time. The Correct. whole way through. I I see that. Even in the club when they when they're doing re- when they're talking about real shit and she's like, Oh, you fucking you don't have any you know, you're 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 doing this for a story and blah, blah, blah. when she comes down from the elevator and her and Queen Latifah when they have that big blowout, yeah. that's like there's still twenty minutes left in the movie at that point. But it still got funny after that. Yeah. There was still funny. There was still so funny. Parts it was in funny. That fight. Even, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, there were funny parts within Tiffany the fight. Tiffany walking yeah. away in that fight was Dude, hilarious. I'm telling you, the fact Fuck you. I love you. <laughs> Yeah. Hate you. yeah, that oh my god. And the fact that the, the fact that they were wearing the the, the jean jacket sweater. I love that movie. Um it's my number two because again, like I said in the beginning, it's the one that I'll most likely keep watching over and over again. Yeah. And um I think that 
I, I'm all for like strong female characters right. and this was definitely a movie that had a cast that each of them held their own even though I mm-hmm. I I agree that Tiffany Haydish did stand out for sure in this movie um but yeah she was the only funny part of this movie no it's here's how great she is she's the only funny part of this movie and she carried the entire fucking movie yeah you take her out of the movie and i probably wouldn't like it as much there's no way there's no way and i i can't imagine you you take her out it would still be about like 300 times as funny as bridesmaids no i disagree i mean the only thing that would make it i think the only look you take away tiffany haddish from this movie and it's not as good the only way you can make it worse is if you put Chris Evans in it. And then that's it. And then after that, that's it. Look, I didn't want to watch this movie, like, from the... Mic drop. From the beginning. Like, it just really... I just thought it was, like... And I don't mean this... To, I'm, nope. I'm not going to say it. No, I'm not going to say it. It's a black movie. You thought it was going to be no, a black movie? No, I thought movie. it was going to be Black Bridesmaids is what it, what it was. I thought... And I, I was like, oh, whatever. It, like, it just didn't really, like, appeal to me. I don't mind black movies. I like black... I love Think Like a Man. Like, I like them. Like, it doesn't bother... Like, I, that's fine. It just was, like... I, it, was, it was one of those that, like, I'm not going to go, like... Out of your way. Rush out of my way. Like, I'll catch it on HBO. Like, if someone puts it in the family share, like, I'll watch it. Whatever. But then Which you, guys, you did. What, right. Exactly. <laughs> Which is exactly did. what you did. Which is exactly what I did. Um, I, I liked it so much, though, that I, I may want to pick this up for, for ourselves. Why? It's in the family share. Why are you going to waste money for something? So, okay, anyway. the director that... Incredible um, Universe has a really cheap... <laughs> <laughs> um, Malcolm D. Lee, who, who directed Girls Trip, also, uh, fun fact, directed Scary Movie 5, The Best Man, and The Best Man Holiday. Which also, are he's all- finally done a good movie. Yeah, Thank never God. never seen any of those yeah. movies. Sorry. Oh, you haven't? No. I've seen The Best Man... Okay, I guess Tay I, Diggs wa- is in the best I walk alone. Yeah. Um, Tay so- Diggs guest stars on New Girl. Just saying. I love him. Shirtless. Uh, I love him. And pantless at one point. Oh, yeah, pantless. <laughs> uh, so just to the, the a couple of things that did kind of like where I was like, eh, with about this. I do agree with you, BFF, that Tiffany Haddish is clearly like 15 years younger than the rest of them. She looks there's it. There's no yeah. way that she's the same age as the But they're so them. funny because they're like, remember back in college? I'm like, bitch, you in college right now. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You in college right now. Like, Queen Latifah's your I teacher. Shut Jada, the fuck up. Like, that's Jada Pinkett <laughs> and Queen Latifah, I know, are pushing 50. Like, I know they are. It looks like it, though. It looks like, like they were, Jada Pinkett looks they were, like she's a professor that's teaching Tiffany Haddish <laughs> fucking sociology 101. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is, are we, why are we pretending here? Let's I write it differently. I can't remember who was who, but two of them were born in 1970. The other one was born in 1971, and then Haddish was born in 79. I looked it up. So yeah. it's like, you're talking about almost a decade difference. But I'm just, in my mind, this is the part that bothered that me. It didn't like, bother me. This is the part. This is, it, it, didn't it didn't bother, bother me either. It didn't, it didn't bother, bother me. me. Let me rephrase that. It took me out of the movie. Okay. I, it did it didn't take me out. It didn't bother me, but because you had said it already, I was like, I just was just, I like I had it in my head already. Yeah, so I, was, I just, I mean, at one point, I forgot what, what they said because it's been a while since I've seen it, but I forget. There was one point in the movie where they were like, where they said something about like, Oh, you've always been this way, or or why are you this way? I'm like, cause you old, or something about like they went one on one, one one of them wanted to go to sleep early or some shit. I'm like, mm-hmm. cause you are old, cause you are old, except for Tiffany, all of you are <laughs> old. You're all fucking. Are you kidding me? I'm sleepy watching this motherfucking movie, and I love it. Like I don't. So that's it. It took me out, and it's funny because Vanessa said it before I did, and I was like, thank God, cause I, I I was feeling the same way. But I think not that it bothered me, it took me out of it, 
and it was unnecessary. You could have had the same story, and she could have been so and so's little sister, who's five years younger, mm-hmm. who went to the same, or or three years younger, who was a freshman when they were seniors, okay. and that makes it a bit more believable. Right. And you, and it doesn't take away from the story because you still could have been she was my sister, or you know, and we've been friends all, all our lives. This has been our our little group, our entire life. It's been with my little sister. That's totally believable. The other, th- another thing that like, I, not that this just took me out of it, but like I love Mike Coulter and just I I don't like, I'm used to him being Luke Cage and used to him being like a good person. So did you want him to get some coffee? I did. Um, I oh, he to- got some coffee. I would totally get coffee. He got coffee with a him. lot. Yeah. I would totally get coffee with him whenever. Um, whenever. <laughs> um, I just I know like the second he walked on screen, I looked at David. I'm like, he's the asshole. Like just because that's the role that he would. He could have been well, a good guy. No, that's no, the role. That's here's the a, here's role. A, not to be. I, I I hate saying this because it's true, but in a movie that's all females, that's yeah. The, the first guy, husband. the first guy you see is yeah. the bad guy. Yeah, it's true. It's not because was the, that true in Bridesmaids? Uh, who was the first guy that we saw? But there was no asshole in Bridesmaids. There was no John asshole. John Hamm actually is the first guy you see, and he's the asshole. Is he, I forgot. I haven't seen Bridesmaids in a while. Yeah. Oh, but he's he's the, he's the uh, he's bet, the only her... husband. He's the no. only husband no. in the... No, she, he, he's banging Kristen Wiig's Chris... character. No, I'm talking about uh, Coulter. Coulter. Yeah. No, he's she's not the only... He's not the only... She, Jada Pinkett Smith had a husband that she left. Divorced. Yeah. He's, Divorced. The, he's the only husband. Right. Right. So... Uh, that's how it's just it's formulaic the yeah. way the moment it's an all the moment it's a female centric movie yeah the first guy you see is the asshole because the good guy's gonna save her at the end yeah exactly right. but, but no you know what guy, the good guy doesn't save her in the end regina hall saves herself great but right, my point but is that guy the second guy that you yes. saw is a good guy yeah yeah but okay. i i, I not this, the first guy the first guy that you met was michael Coulter and he was an asshole this is okay. not a movie that needs I to agree. Rock the boat and change up. No, it you know, does. Oh. I was just disappointed. If, oh just my for God. me. Just Jesus Christ. That Stephanie. fucking zip line. <sighs> but that was the, one, that one of only two scenes. Point. One of only two scenes that sucked me out of the movie. Yeah. What? Oh. Why? Because, because no one pees, pees like that. Because like you got turned on? A little <laughs> bit. A little <laughs> bit. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but no one. Nobody pees like that? What do you mean nobody pees like that? Nobody pees like that for that long. Bro, like uh, explosive. If you're like, holding, if you've been drinking, they were had been drinking. Like, let's assume that she didn't pee before they left the hotel, and they had been listen, drinking all day. As somebody who works at nightclubs, I think you're wrong. <laughs> I've seen people get sloppy, and I've seen people do shit where you're like, "That's a lot. That's a lot." All right, but I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, with the force with which it was expelled. It, it was looked, a little excited. You know what it looked like it's to me? Comedy. But it's a comedy, though. It wasn't. But, it was supposed but, to make you laugh. But it's not, in my opinion, it was not an extremely over-the-top comedy. Like, yeah, exactly. That was over-the-top. I think, um, I the think girl that talking it was about on putting a... drugs in her booty hole. Booty hole. <laughs> booty hole. <laughs> you can't get an infection in your booty hole. It's, it's your, a booty hole. It's a booty well, hole. Anyway, you know whatever. What? I, I, I don't care about it, it that much. Me of, it reminds me of Kill Bill when they're chopping off heads with the crazy 88 and there's just like literally fountains of blood. But that's the way it really happens though. <laughs> no, it When you chop somebody's head off, that's the way it really yeah. happens. Oh, I'm sorry. How many I'll heads show, have you chopped I'll, off, Stephanie? I'll show you. Can you verify these facts? Maybe I can. Okay. You don't know my life. <laughs> First of all, Tarantino is gonna throw extra units of blood in. in all right. Anyway, so, moving so, on. So number two. Okay. That was your number two. That correct? was my number two. Dave, uh, my number two 
is, uh, and I know no one's going to have either my number two or my number one, is uh, Blade Runner 2049. Um, I am... so bad. Um, I, 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 I disagree. I disagree. Um, so slow. Stop kicking a dead horse, Stephanie. You can't. You you're not allowed to say your opinion because I'm not allowed to say my opinion when it contradicts yours. You can say anything. your opinion. You no, say you're like, your opinion all the time. You you every time I do, you go. You're gonna keep on with this shit. You're not gonna let me. You've talk? been saying your opinion since June. That's true. It was a bad movie in June. It was a bad movie now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I kidding because I haven't even seen June. I haven't even seen it in June. Three days David, ago. I, I wonder if I can say my opinion. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and no no one forced you. All right. Okay. You hold a dick to her head and you're like, you fucking better watch this fucking movie. <laughs> she just said I was forced to watch this movie three days ago. That's a lie. Okay, I wasn't forced. Right. You weren't Watch, even home. You I weren't was even home. home. No, you you came home. I had already started okay. watching this. I'll movie. tell you what happened. Okay, I, you know what? It, does, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter yeah, this this, this podcast is that way is. too fucking long. All right, what? Um, Four hours is long. I don't believe you. I um. Not my fault this time. This it's 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 so strange because I love the original Blade Runner so much. What? Um. I think that I may like this movie as much. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't like it more, but this this did something as a sequel that so rarely happens, which is that it changed nothing about what came before it, and it didn't decrease how important anything was before it, but expanded on the ideas and yet stands on its own. Terminator 2. Huh? Terminator 2. Did all those things that you just mentioned. Right. So that's that's why I say it so rarely happens right. that a movie is able to do that. Um, Bambi, Bambi 2. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. There, uh, there's no retconning of anything. And considering that the original Blade Runner came out over 30 years before this, like, to me, that boggles my fucking mind that they took the amount of care and attention to detail to say, we're not going to alter anything about the original Blade Runner. And somehow, we're able to still leave ambiguous whether or not Harrison Ford's character from the original Blade Runner was an android. Which well, is which, Lucas, which has been a debate since the original Blade Runner came out. George Lucas does the same, same thing with his sequels. He pays so much meticulous detail to plot points to make sure that there's no no plot holes in his movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, false, by the way, for right. the listener. That's false. There's there's nothing that's thrown at you in this movie that makes you say, "Hang on a second, where the fuck is this coming from?" Not even, and I've always touted The Empire Strikes Back as my favorite sequel of all time. Uh, Not even The Empire Strikes Back does that. Because in The Empire Strikes Back, you have to go back and say, but where where are the fucking, like, hang on a second. Obi-Wan said he was dead. Like, until Return of the Jedi comes out and says, listen, it's a certain point of view thing. And you realize that Jedi are, you know, weird like that. You're like... this kind of came out of nowhere. Nothing here comes out of nowhere. It it honors <laughs> it honors the original in such a weird way. And and the thing is, like technically, it doesn't it doesn't cover any new ground. 
all it does is expand on the same themes that the original did. It's all about what does it mean to be human? What is human? Is there such a thing as a line when it comes to life? Is there a line? This is alive. This is not alive. And if there is a line, where do you draw it? This expands on those themes. And it uh, explores those themes in different ways. In some ways, it's more sophisticated in the way that it explores those themes. But in other ways, the original is more subtle. And I feel like you have to watch both of them. Like, they're perfect companion pieces. Um, I'm, like, this fucking close to saying that it is my favorite sequel of all time. More than Empire Strikes Back. More than Wrath of Khan. More than T2. Um, more than Indiana Jones? Uh, more than more than any of the Indiana Jones sequels, yeah. Um, Even... Crystal Skulls? Especially Crystal Skulls. <laughs> um, there is something so special about this. The acting is out of fucking hand. The directing is gorgeous. Uh, when I found out that this was going to be directed by the same guy who directed Sicario, I lost my fucking mind because that movie's fucking incredible. And um, the, the score, which is uh, done by Hans Zimmer, at once feels like it's leftover score that wasn't used in the original by Vangelis and at the and at the same time sounds like Hans Zimmer. So it's 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 incredible how they can do this and it's you can tell that the world ha- has progressed you know it, it, uh, or regressed in the last 30 years in the continuity of Blade Runner and and yet in some ways it seems more advanced. It's uh there's so much to this movie. I don't want to give anything away for for the person who's going to watch the movie. Um the way that they honor the original and especially the characters of the original and not just Harrison Ford's character is astounding. It is mind-blowing and um I look back on Rogue One now and think that's only a year away from this, and this is light years ahead. So, nice. uh, love it, man. Love it, love it, love it. Okay. I already said my number two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my number two uh, is Justice League. and uh, I support it. Good. It's a great yeah. body of work. Ah, you see what you did there? Thirsty. Thirsty. <laughs> I mean, hungry. Uh, <laughs> I had uh, probably the most fun that I had in the movie theater this year. In the movie theater. Because we all went together as a fam. I don't think that's what he was that's referring what I meant. to. I meant the, the, fu- the movie was fun itself. The movie itself was fun. Uh, I did have fun at the movie theater because uh, hanging out with my friends. But I also did that for Star Wars. So, um, you know. Um, but the, uh, Justice League to me was uh, the most fun that I had in movie theaters this year. Um be, I I just I thought the movie was great. I do. I'm not one of those people that's gonna be like it's flawless. I, I the CGI really does. It's awful. It's it's yeah. awful. It's it's CGI. Um, I really dislike uh Paramount for not letting Warner Brothers shave uh uh Henry Cavill. That's why they had to do that stupid CGI cover his mustache, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and it's really like you could see it. And um, it's not Paramount's fault, though, man. 
Kind of is, man. No, it kind of is because it, you could put a fake mustache on a fucking actor, dude. Come on, it's you fucking twenty seventeen. Stop. Can, you, no, you, you can can't. Yes. Could you, you tell? Can. Could you tell with with Ron Swanson? Swanson, because yes. he had a fake mustache too. Yes, I couldn't tell. You man. can tell. You can tell when it's a fake mustache, and you can I tell don't, when it's. I I don't buy that, man. It's twenty seventeen. This isn't the fake mustache. Here's, here's, like here's the thing. It's not. It's not Paramount's fault that Warner Brothers decided to rewrite. No, it's not a lot. A lot, a lot of them, a good portion of the movie. We don't know how much it is, but right. we've been told that it's a good portion of the movie that was rewritten, and they needed him to come back. I and get do it. This. I get it. it's not that's, their fault. That's on Warner Brothers. I get it. You it's have not... to. You should finalize a script before it goes to shoot. I get it. Uh, however, uh, reshoots happen all the time, and this reshoot happened specifically because the director's daughter fucking killed herself, and she needed he needed to take time off. I don't think that's. Putting fair to put all the blame on on oh it's Warner Brothers' fault. There has to be some kind of the has to the production has to halt at some point when something tragic that tragic happens. I think that Paramount could have been like, okay, how long is it going to take him to regrow his mustache? A month tops. You could have put a fake mustache on him for a month while you shoot the rest of the film. Like I don't understand. It, he, but that's not that's again, not on them again. Go, digressing the cgi is not great the cgi is bad I would even it, well, yeah it's, I would, it's outright bad it's outright bad um with that said i'm one of those people that i could look at things in the movie and be like okay that was bad i could acknowledge things were but but it didn't make a difference in the movie yeah it me. didn't kill how you felt it didn't make it. the difference in the movie um so that's why you know i was i was kind of hinting at this when i talked about uh last jedi is like I was like when people were nitpicking at it, and people were I was like, yeah, none of that, this, none of that took away from the movie for me. And same, same thing with Justice League. I had a lot of fun watching this movie. It was the it was the on screen Superman that I've been waiting for. Um, as a huge fan of Superman, um, I don't think that we've ever really gotten a true representation of Superman on screen, including Christopher Reeve. I don't care. I'd say that this is not the popular vote. This is not the popular opinion. Everybody hates me for saying that. Every fan of super, you know, every, you know, superhero fan movie. Not everyone, because uh, you're a fan. Yeah. So uh, every other fan. Yeah, every other you. fan. <laughs> and I just don't think that that's every, um, and the reason why I say that about Christopher Reeve is because the Christopher Reeve versions don't really show him um, the internal struggle that he has with being human as well as being Kryptonian. The conflict. The conflict that they had. They don't really go into that. They show you the Boy Scout, which is good, which is they do a great job of showing you the Boy Scout, but they don't show you the internal conflict I th- that he I, has. I, I think Superman 2 does that. There's a set of fame. Not, 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 so as, uh, not in the Richard Donner cut. That's not the cut that, that I saw in the movie theater. Well, you need to watch it, and it's, and it's in the Um No, but I, I, you're right that this version of Superman does show you more of that that aspect it of shows Superman. you everything it well, shows you the conflict it shows you it shows you and I love it showed me the, the ice breath I almost jizzed my fucking pants um, I, I love this fucking movie I love the way that, he, that the league was brought together I, I thought it was done perfectly I, I, um, do, do I want to see more of certain things do I want to see more of the origin story of, of, of Cyborg yes so would I have loved a three-hour cut of this movie? Yes, I would have. Uh, or two and a half hours, because it was only two hours. So two and a half hours. Do I think an extra half hour would have benefited more? Yes, mm-hmm. but that's not what I'm... I'm not grading a movie based upon what it could have been. I'm grading a movie that I fucking saw. And the movie that I saw was super fun. The movie that I saw was amazing. The movie that I saw was... It gave me everything that I want in a superhero movie, specifically a movie with Superman in it. 
and because I'm such a big Superman fan. So that's what I love watching. That's what I, I saw. Um, and I liked it too a lot. I you know uh, again every all my minor complaints and again they're minor is because of CGI. Like I I'm not a fan of the way they did Aquaman uh, in the water. Because yeah, the, bu- was, the bubble thing was that was obnoxious. The bubble it, thing didn't bother me. What, nah, the bubble really thing didn't bother did. me. What bothered me was that they didn't. He could have. They could have talked. They could have. They could have talked underwater and still done the bubble thing afterwards, and it wouldn't have bothered me or beforehand or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if they did the bubble thing and then he was swimming away and then he talked underwater just to show that he could talk underwater. Like maybe she didn't know he could talk underwater. You know what I mean? That kind of shit. Like I, I would have been okay with that, but the f- I think that would have been confusing. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Uh, I'm just pitballing here, but mm-hmm. I, I I just thought um, I, I I I didn't think it looked good. Aside from that one real quick fight with Steppenwolf underwater, that looked cool as shit uh, when he threw the fucking thing and he, and Aquaman dodged it or whatever. Um, but I, I thought it was a lot of fun, man. I thought Wonder Woman uh, again uh, was a huge bright spot in a movie that I already loved. So it's not like, oh, there's the one bright spot. No, she was a gr- another bright spot in the movie that I fucking thoroughly enjoyed. Saw it twice in movie theaters. I thought it was great. I actually enjoyed it the second time better than the first time. However, I did. The second time, it does make it harder to because you can't get away from the CGI. Mm-hmm. I think too much was shot on CGI is my is my issue. I think when, when you're going to rely on CGI so heavily, you you really have to... But divert a good amount of your funds to it, but that's what bothered and, me. And it, it seems to me like like it's left over. And one, um, I, I don't, I don't think I don't think I like this movie. Um, I yeah, you um, went from loving it to to no, not I, I, no, it. I never loved it. I never loved it. You, we have you on video saying that you love the movie uh, right after you saw it. We have we have the. I don't the think so. I think I said life. I really like it. Um, and it, even if I said I loved it, um, I disagree now. Uh, after having thought about it, um, Neri walked away <laughs> to open the door for his wife. No, I, I understand, but he's he's who I'm he's who I'm talking to. You can you're not talking to us. Well, no one had gotten involved in the conversation yet. Well, I was, I I was giving you guys just space. Um, so I um, <clears throat> I I don't want to sit here and, and drag the movie through the mud either. Um, but. I forgot what I was going to say. So, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. So, uh, I and I know, I again, I, I just, I had fun watching this movie. I had I, I had everything that I wanted in a superhero movie. And I know you and Jeff, throughout the, t- the weeks, the days and weeks after the movie, you spend your time dissecting and pulling threads and doing this. Right. And uh, I... I think ju- that's, that's where it started to fall apart for me, is the more I thought about it, the more implausible... All of it was, and and not in the like you know oh well Superman flies sort of way, just in the like within the construct of the world that you've built. I can't accept a lot of the things. Yeah, that, like I that remember a lot there. of things you were guys were nitpicking at. I was just like, that doesn't bother me. Like I don't really care about that. The things that do bother me are you could have shot this in real in a, in a in a real city and you didn't have to do a green screen. Like not everything has to be green screen. Mm-hmm. Like that's the those are the things that bothered me. But I I love the movie so. So uh, that's my number two. Number one. Actually, what did you guys have that didn't make the list? Oh um, yeah, I Justice League. Was how many? Name. How many can we? Uh, I don't know. Four. I don't know. Four. Five. Five. Thank I you. Mean, Six. Of awesome. the movies I saw <laughs> this year, 
I mean, I mean, I really liked Thor Ragnarok an awful lot. I, mean, I did like that movie. Um, uh, Cars three, I really, I thoroughly enjoyed a lot. That was very also, good. Also, Cars three was like surprising considering how awful Cars two was. I've seen half an hour of Cars three because uh, Oliver wants it through more than that, and I can't blame him. I don't want to watch any more than that. It's good. You should. I mean. I but if the kid lot. doesn't want to sit through it. No, no, but I'm saying like even like normally my daughter has left me watching My Little Pony <laughs> and I've stayed watching My Little Pony and she's like in the other room and I'm like, what the fuck happens to Princess Sparkle? What's going on? And like I'm just like, I'm You're in, invested. In, yeah, I'm invested. My son walks away from Cars 3 and I'm like, oh, he's not here anymore? Okay, I'm changing this shit. I'm fine. <laughs> and that's just... Cars 3 was good. I mean, I, I liked it. I mean, I, Get Out is, is an honorable mention even though it was overhyped for me just... Be- we've talked about it enough but it was it was good um and i mean i'm that's basically it i mean as star wars for me was not it was me it was me i i had the opposite reaction to david where i really liked it when we first saw it and then as i kept thinking about it it kind of just came down which one star wars oh sorry, sorry. um for a second i thought you said star trek and i was like did that come out no it didn't come out this year <laughs> Um, and yeah, that was about it of everything else I saw that, I mean, Spider-Man was okay. I like Spider-Man. I liked it, but it wasn't, you know, whatever. Um, I actually forgot that came out last year. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. It was a little forgettable for me. Yeah. That I agree with too. Yeah. That's basically it. But it kept my daughter's attention the whole way through, so. And she's six, so I like it. Is that it? Um, so for me, what honorable mentions was Baby Driver, uh, Lady Bird. Not for everyone. Not everybody's cup of tea. Um, <laughs> Justice League for sure. And I would say A Bad Mom's Christmas. But I want to like it. But I feel like they, with this sequel, I'll just say is that they've, they're they tr- trying to kind of doing what they did with the Hangover sequels. They went back to the well too many times? No. They, they copied their own jokes? Yeah. yeah the, the formula. You know, how, you know how the Hangover is like right. they forget and they have right. to remember... It's kind of the same formula. I still liked it. I'm. I mean, I. I think I'll buy it. But I. I'm. Okay. I'm nervous. I don't want them to do a third one. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. Because I'm. I'm scared that they're gonna fuck it up. Right. Dave. Um. So I'm just. I'm not gonna mention any of the ones that have already been mentioned. Uh. Kong Skull Island. That was my num- That was my. That was the one that got knocked that off. That was number eleven. That was like no. That that was the one that got knocked off by King Arthur. And I was like, and the reason I chose Kong is because I felt that you were gonna have it on your list. I'm like, oh, it'll get talked about. It was. It was. It was on the list until it was so until hard this to week. get that movie off, man. Uh, I I think that was better than Arthur. Uh, it was. You know it what? Was I'm not gonna argue. Fucking awesome. To me, man. there's ten A and ten B. That is. Listen, like I I am I am a big fan of. Every iteration of King Kong there's ever been, even the horrible one with Bo Derek in the 80s. What about fucking the fucking awesome. horrible one with the, the this guy Jackson, Peter Jackson directed? Okay, you don't know what the fuck that you're talking about. Awful, that movie dude. was amazing. With Jack Black? That movie yeah, sucked. that movie was that awesome. That movie sucked a giant monkey's cock. Bro. Not as much as you suck. <laughs> well, I sucked well, though. I do, it, I do it better than that movie. That movie fucking sucked awfully. He's a fluffer. Yeah, he dude. He knows what he's doing. I know what the fuck I'm doing. They called, My, me, um, they, they, they called, they called him the bullpen, bro. We need this guy hard as fuck, hard as a rock. Never will do it. <laughs> you know what sucks at sucking? The fucking King Kong by Peter Jackson. Uh, I know you're gonna say my my you're gonna say my story checks out, but my favorite King Kong up until this.
this year. 1927. The, the original 1933 King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, but this movie toppled that. It was fucking phenomenal. Crazy good. And I saw it again recently, like two weeks. It was fucking phenomenal. It's dude. so good. Um, Alien Covenant was like knock you out of your fucking socks. Good. Um, I uh, I really liked Logan Lucky. Um, I I think that that is the heist movie that a lot of people Meh. were expecting out of Meh Baby Driver. A-F. You mean a heist movie? Oh, hi- yeah, and oh. that it is a heist movie. Okay, good. Um, so I'm on I'm on three. Uh, Death Race 2050. Now this is Jesus like Christ. Um, <laughs> you're going to the B side, man. B side, yeah. These are deep cuts, man. So, these, are, these are deep okay, cuts. Okay, so Death Race 2050 is the sequel to the original Death Race 2000 from 1975. That we all know and, we're waiting for it for all. <laughs> it's not Fucking really 40 years. It's not so much a sequel as it is a remake and like a retread Who's of the in original. This movie? No one. Uh, no, no, that's not true. Um, the guy uh, from uh, Deathstroke from Arrow. What the fuck's his name? Oh, he was also in No Ma- one. Manu, Manu Bennett. Yeah, Manu yeah. Bennett. He, he was also he was also no in uh, the uh, fucking. The sandals. Uh... Oh, uh, Spartacus. 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 Yeah. The sandals movie. The, the yeah, no, Santa I, sand, sand, sword, sword and sandal. Yeah, sandal. yeah, I know what you meant. Um, and I don't know if anybody would get it. It'll be him. It um, it is just as ridiculous, if not more ridiculous, than the original Death Race 2000. I fucking loved it. I had such a great time watching this movie. Malcolm McDowell plays the president of the United States, who is a billionaire turned politician TV star right that's all I gotta say that's right. all I gotta say alright too soon um and let me throw another one in there I'm Seems gonna like a shit whole I'm, movie I'm gonna <laughs> I'm um I'm gonna go with the mummy like I oh really God, really what? like the mummy it was really good. No, that was my it was number twelve. Not. That was my number twelve. Um, Ugh, you mean ten C? Ten C. Like there's like there's there's a lot of other movies that are in between that and the Mummy, but we talked about all of them. So so I'm gonna. I mean the the Mummy was just I, for me. I it was it was a lot of fun. Lot I watched fun. it a second time with my brother uh, about about two weeks ago, and I ended up liking it even more, man. And you know I. I fucking love it. You know what else your brother really likes? Baby Driver. Yes, he does. He's seen it like five times. <laughs> so every time we go into our iTunes, it started again. Like, Who the fuck is watching Baby Driver? He keeps Sebastian. watching it over and over again. So uh, my number fifteen is Guardians Two. Okay. Uh, actually, that's not true. My number fifteen is John Wick Two. I number like fourteen. Guardians my number fourteen is Guardians Two. Mm-hmm. And my number thirteen is uh, Transformers Five, uh, which again. I had a lot of fucking fun in that movie. It was to me my favorite Transformers since Part One, and I, I'm a fan of Part Two. But Part Five is really fucking. It's part good. Two, the one where Megan Fox wears white jeans and they don't get yep. dirty the entire mm-hmm. movie. Okay, mm-hmm. was that Part Two? Or part yeah, one? in the desert. Yes, it is Part Two. Right, right, Damn. right. Um, I remember that because it is so bad. I re like that is one. No, of... well, not part two. I'm talking about part three. I meant part three. I like part three. I apologize. Part, part three was better than part I two. I apologize. But I, I still is part really three the one where Leonard Nimoy plays the bad robot. I think that's part two. Okay. Part two is the one in the, in, in the desert. That that's really bad. That was really bad. Part three is the one I like. I'm sorry. I fuck. I, I apologize to myself for putting myself in that category. Uh, <laughs> no, so I I like Transformers three and, and I love Transformers one and. Part five is 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 better is the best one since part one I think, uh, and then uh, the mummy is my number twelve and my number eleven is Kong. All right, 
they're all phenomenal. Um, okay. Number ones. Number ones. Ladies. All right. My number one is The Greatest Showman. All right. I can finally talk about this because I think it was my number eight or nine. Yeah. So you had oh, it yeah. low. It's actually my number one as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Steph. <laughs> Um, so again, I made this list to be true to myself. More so the shape of water. I haven't, I didn't see it. <laughs> Save your money. Dave saw it. I didn't see it. Um, it's a good movie. It's not, it's not. I'm can not we, can we stop talking about it? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, is it your number one? Can we stop talking about it? Oh. Oh. Um, <laughs> again, not in twist. being true to myself, I had baby driver at number one. All year since I had seen it, and up until a few hours ago, I moved it down um, because it's not good. Um, <laughs> at heart, you knew it wasn't good. At heart, <laughs> I'm gonna throw something at you. <laughs> you just keep leaving me spaces. You just, you just keep leaving you. me spaces. <laughs> you just keep saying things and then leaving me like. You know. At heart, the musical theater nerd needed to be at the top. Um, See, the musical theater nerd needs to be on top. That's what you yeah, just said. At the top. Oh, I'm sorry. At the top. It's late. And I um, like it when the musical theater nerd oh boy. is on oh top. Christ. Um, I did it. <laughs> 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 sorry, you're f- whoever's sitting with headphones. I could just I could just picture now. Cut to Stephanie on top, and she's like, "So you do? You, do you think the scene where the, the circus opens? Do you think?" <laughs> just like, She's like writing him. She's like, Am so I? no, I really thought that, you know, I didn't like the fact that Hugh Jackman, but I do, you know. That, that, Am that. I having the Star Wars conversation with yeah, her at yeah, the same yeah, time yeah, and neither of us is listening to None one of you are, are listening to each other. Whoever's on top gets yeah. to talk about yeah. that. <laughs> so anyway. Because it's harder to roll your eyes when you're on top. You got to be at the bottom to roll your eyes like, motherfucker. <laughs> Okay. Sorry, go ahead. So for for people that don't know, this is um the story of P.T. Barnum and how he started uh the greatest what was considered for a long time the greatest show on earth, which is the Barnum and Bailey Circus. Right. Um This is before or after the animals got cruelly <laughs> <a> beat. <laughs> Probably during the entire yeah, time. Yeah. Did they show the animals being beaten? Not at all. Not, not at no. all. They not just glaze over. <laughs> <laughs> over oh, we're gonna have animals too. <laughs> just walk them out. Where do they keep them? They mentioned the animals one time, <laughs> and it's towards the end when I mean, this isn't like a huge spoiler, but towards the end of the the film, like they originally before they have like the big top with the tent, it was actually in a building in because a building. it was the Barnum Museum right. in New York, and at one point the building catches on fire, right. and he Ooh, asked and you see that the, from the trailer. So. Right. He asked somebody, where are the animals? And they asked, they tell him, oh, we had to let them go. That's the only fucking time to talk about the animals right. the entire goddamn <laughs> movie. Every other time is just... Where are the animals? It's know. been an hour since oh, I beat them. I'm the, fucking dying to beat the them again. They're in the performances and stuff. So, like, you see them, like, perform with the elephants. Beat them harder! <laughs> you see them perform with the elephants and the lions Hashtag and shit. Hashtag motivation. <laughs> you see them perform with the elephants and the lions and shit, but, like, that's the, it. The whole movie's about them being outcast also, and not being treated correctly meanwhile they're beating the shit out of fucking animals who don't have fucking also, who can't fend for themselves the animals are I'm like 99% sure the, the animals they were all CG they were very every CG. single one like yeah. they're, they're they look like Batman <laughs> they look like Henry Cavill they look like Henry Cavill's mustache yeah they look like Henry Cavill's mustache um 
But here's the thing. On a shoestring budget, yeah. they were able to make their animals look as bad as Henry Cavill did <laughs> on a big budget movie. I don't know about shoestring budget. I don't know if this is a shoestring. Pretty much. What, when it, I'm looking I don't, it up. I'm looking it, it up. I, I, don't have, I want to talk about it, so I don't want to stop till research. But anyway, I'm so it's the it story of P.T. Barnum um, and how he basically founded the circus. Um, this was... What was the name of the movie again? The Greatest Showman. Yeah, I found it. It had an this $84 million dollar budget. How much? $84 million. Okay. Oh, so definitely not a shoestring. This was Hugh Jackman's passion project for a long time. They, he's been trying to get this movie off the ground for nine years. Like every straight man does. I am with you, I'm with BFF. You. Every straight man is like, this I, is my passion project to do a musical. Listen, <laughs> sure, I am right there with you. I have been saying it for years. I think that he and his wife have an arrangement. And okay, but this, you yeah. know, go ahead, whatever. Go ahead, go ahead. That's not. This is not the forum to discuss that. But anyway, um, so he's been trying to get this off the. the who is the guy that you guys said did Logan with him? James Mangold. That guy. He had to bring this guy on board f- to do this movie with him in order to get the studio to greenlight this movie because no studio wanted to pick this movie up. Well, I think it was after the success of Logan that they were like, okay, now No, they can- came out in the same year. No, but uh, you, got, you have to... Oh, that's true. They, they came out the same no, year. But James Mangold did direct uh, Wolverine with him. Right? Yeah. No, I don't, so, I don't know. So, but he had to bring James Mangold on to this project in order to legitimize this film because nobody wanted to pick... This was sitting in, like, studio desks for years because nobody... They didn't want to do it. They didn't think that anybody was going to be interested in, in an original musical because the only musicals that were making money were the ones that were based off of Broadway shows. And then along came La La Land, which was a completely original musical, and that finally got people got people thinking. And ironically enough, the people that wrote the music for La La Land are the same people that wrote the music for this movie. Mm-hmm. So, um, which the greatest thing about, which is what it should be, the focus of a musical, the best part of this movie is the music. If you've heard anything from this movie the music well, the, the is song fucking, in the trailer is amazing the song every and song it's each song every song is there is incredible. not a bad song in this movie not one normally there's one that one or two that you could skip over i promise you there is not a bad song in this movie we've, if, if we've, that's a cover tea so we've listened to the the soundtrack pretty much on loop yeah. Every time we get into the card, Link knows the songs by now. There, he calls it the circus, uh, the, the circus, circus movie. movie songs. There, this is the only movie this year that we have seen twice in the theater. Would you say run, don't walk? No, I wouldn't. Just because I. Would you say stroll swiftly? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't just walk at a fast pace. Briskly at a, walk. At a brisk walk. Why not? I wouldn't just because I know that. I am a musical person. I know that not everybody is. So, okay, but that's that's look. He, when he said, when anybody says that about a movie, when everybody goes, you need to go see this movie. Obviously, we don't mean you need to go see it, whether or not you like dramas. Obviously, if you don't like dramas, don't go see this movie. Obviously, if you don't like, you know, comedies, don't go see Girl Strip. I'm saying, if is I it? Think, here's why I think you. What's your number one? You so. will like it, Neri. You because like, like you specifically said, aside from that, you specifically said in the past that you like movies about following your dreams and pursuing your passions That's right. and movies that are uplifting and you about do listen, BFF. and about families and supporting like this movie is all about that. Right. So, and 
So I, I really think that you so moving plus yeah Zac Efron plus Zac Efron come on now. and Zac Efron at his most Zac Efron oh. like at his peak Did you more see Zac Efron than ba- than we Baywatch st- we still haven't seen Baywatch oh. but, but you saw oh, enough that's the peak of yeah, Zac yeah I saw Efron. enough that yeah. Was, oh, yeah you saw you God. saw that I, I I purposely at one time we were recording an episode I go you gotta watch and I showed him the scene of the other other. Mm. Yeah. No, no lie. I turned around with my hands on my head, and I knocked over a lamp after watching that. There <laughs> is, a, a, there is a duet with him and Hugh Jackman in this in this movie that is like like every straight guy. Does. Yeah, like it will if you're. <laughs> you know how every straight couple acts, guy and guy duets. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that. There is one point where I turned to Steph and I said, "Kiss him, you fool." <laughs> <laughs> it's. I cannot say enough good things about this movie. It does not have great critic reviews. I will say that it's like fifty-five percent or uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, but neither so did pretty, Rent. Pretty and split. Rent is fucking great. Yeah, it's pretty split. It's pretty split. You know? split. I don't know. I haven't. Everybody really, has AIDS. I really. <laughs> Everybody has. AIDS. Haven't looked at what like. Wow! The, look, the, look at the disparaging. Fifty-five uh, percent tomato. But the reading, audience scores 90%. are great. Yeah. Yeah. Audience. Reviews. Every comment I've seen, like from audience scores and like Facebook reviews and stuff like that, everybody across the board from like audience perspective have loved this movie. So, you know, take it for what so it was, but so that's my number one. That's the thing, the thing I is that fucking loved this movie. Hmm. So, right on. It was amazing. I, my Vanessa and I, my wife and I want to watch it. So, uh, I went to the movies last night, and um, because I was doing research for this mm-hmm. podcast, so um, I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to the movies at night." And she was like, "Cool. Uh, what are you gonna watch?" And I wanted to see this one, and because I knew she wanted to watch it as well, I was like, "I'll, I'll choose something else," mm-hmm. uh, and I chose wrong. Go ahead. Um, let Dave go first. No, you go first. You're next. Well, we have the same number one. Oh, your do number you? one is my number two. Oh, okay. Uh, well, then in that case, my number one is The Shape of Water. Um, and I, I know, I know. You said you watched it last night, and and you didn't care for it. I guess I didn't. Not that I didn't care for it. That's not that what I said. Um, I said my my review to you uh, this morning via text. I said I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. Um, I it's not in my anywhere in my top ten. Uh, it. It kind of threw me off because I, I was expecting maybe because I knew the director. You weren't mm-hmm. expecting fish porn. Uh, no, I was. That's that's all. <laughs> I think I thought that was obvious. That's the reason why I shared that on the on the fucking comment on, on the on, in the chat. I, you I was definitely tra- not. If you watch a trailer, if you watch it, tra- I wasn't expecting to see her finger blast herself. That part I didn't expect. But and that's uh, one of the first things you see. Literally. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't expecting that, but I was ex- like, if you watch, like, okay, so how finger like mom in Pleasantville fling- finger blast? No, or- you see. Her take off all her clothes, get in her shower, in her bath. and in her bath, right? In like her the mom in Pleasantville, and just go no, to no. Town. But you see titties, and you see her throw a leg over the fucking oh, over the over gotcha. the tub, and and you what see is her this port- movie about? And you see her, uh, fish porn. I'm telling you, what the hell? The it's a woman that falls in love with like the creature from the black. Right, so, yeah. um, so anyway, so if you watch my my to my defense about the whole, I I spoiled that it's fish porn. If you, you watch the trailer, Guillermo del Toro is Guillermo del Toro. Do you have you ever seen any of his movies? Yes, you saw Pacific Rim. You saw his movies. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I he did Pacific Rim. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Pan's Labyrinth. And I don't Pan's know if you Labyrinth. saw that. The oh. two Hellboy movies. Um, Guillermo del Toro is like Blade famous II. for like creatures. 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 Well, he he has so in, wait wait he hold borders on. on like the, horror. The trailer to the <laughs> movie. The trailer to the movie is gives a distinct 
fact, there's a sick feeling that the girl is gonna fall in love with the creature from the Blue Lagoon, from the Black Lagoon, whatever. Blue Lagoon is totally different. Well, not really. They're both <laughs> creepy as fuck. Uh, you're fucking your sister. That's a little creepy. Uh, so that to hashtag me, Cersei and Jamie. So to me, I thought, oh, she's gonna fall in love. You don't fall in love with something you don't fuck. That's, I mean, whatever. Call me a pig, I guess. I don't know. That's the way I thought of it. So that's what that's what I thought. Anyways, so go on. T- talk about the um, movie. I like the movie. I did like the I, movie. Um, see, I went in expecting something like Pan's Labyrinth. I expected it to be more of like horror-leaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, his stuff is all fantasy. A- a- everything, even his action stuff like Hellboy, still has uh, like a lot of fantasy in it. Right. Um, but I, I went into this basically expecting another version of, like, his version of the creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, and he had said that in, in all of the uh, the promos. He had said, you know, I always wondered what would happen if instead of uh, the creature, uh, you know, being shot and left for dead, if he ended up with Kay at the Spoiler. end of the movie. Um Bro, for a movie that's 70 years old? Yeah. Really? What the fuck, man? Okay, sorry. Man, all of us didn't even knew that movie existed. Sorry? Um, <laughs> not, not really sorry, but sorry. Um, <laughs> I um, I was surprised that it was not really like the old Universal Monster movies, of which I'm a big fan. Uh, but from the very first frame, I was on board. Because I, I had... Well, the I, very first frame was her finger blasting herself. Yes, I was on board for that, too. The very first thing you I know, see I know, is... I know, I know. Is the op- just opening shot it. really her masturbating? Well, it's, it's the first scene. It's the first scene, but not the first shot. The first shot is like the... Establishing the, the apartment. And I, all I knew was Guillermo del Toro, Creature from the Black Lagoon. I said, I'm in. I don't want to know anything else about this. Because I want to be completely surprised when I go into this. You see the decor Within of the apartment. a minute and a half, she's finger blasting herself. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like right away. The first thing you see is the decor of her apartment, and it's all 1960s. Like I'm fucking in. All right. The music, very David the movie. the music Fedoras is the music is all old old standards. I'm like fucking yes, right? And um, it plays out very much like a fairy tale instead of like a monster movie. And what I found is that, like, not right away. I mean, I was sucked in right away, but not right away did I start to get moved, like emotionally. About halfway through, when the when the relationship between um, uh, the the woman and and the creature starts to flourish, I I start to feel things right, and then in like the, I, I was in, like I was super invested in what's going on. Other regions. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I wasn't turned on a little <laughs> oh my bit. God, you weirdo. Um, but here's no, uh, you you feel it. You talk about it when you're having sex tonight. I guess you feel you feel it right here. Like I I when she goes to her next door neighbor and she she has a a a, a beautiful relationship. She's mute. Yeah. She's mute and she has these scars on the side of her Which of to her me neck was just that the end. Would... You didn't like it. Okay, well, two on the nose, man. Two on the fucking nose, dude. I, I'm not gonna ruin anything because right. Stephanie still wants to see it. Um, and for anyone who hasn't seen it, like the movie just came out. Yeah. So, um, she's mute. It seems as if someone mutilated her when she was young. 
and cut out her voice box. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a next door neighbor whom they have a very friendly relationship. Like he's older. He's 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 an older man, and um and he's an artist, and he's an artist who has not really been very successful. And there's a point in the movie where she comes to him and she tells him uh, through sign language, I need to get the creature out. And she's like in hysterics because she realizes that they're they're going to they're gonna kill this, this creature. And um, she's like head over heels in love with him at this point. Um, and you think as an audience member that it's in love with the idea of this creature. And then he starts talking to her and he's talking over her signing. And she's like going crazy and he says, no, I'm listening to you. And she says, no, repeat what I'm saying. And that is a beautiful scene. It, oh, my God. That I'm, I'm getting scene. like emotional just thinking about it. He starts repeating her words back to her. And she's talking about how her entire life she's never been able to speak. And she's always felt like something has been missing. And now here's another person who also or, can't speak. Or a being. Another being, yeah, who also cannot speak, and she he, feels whole yeah. when she's with him. She doesn't feel like she's missing anything, and it's it's such a powerful moment. Like, with the exception of one scene, she doesn't speak, and yet, like, look, I've got fucking goosebumps thinking about this this movie now. Uh, yet she's able to relay such emotion. Like, I, I was just floored floored by this woman there's one scene where she does speak and it's a musical number where she's sitting down <laughs> oddly enough and it sounds so weird she's sitting down having breakfast with the creature in her apartment after he's been uh stolen away by her and she in her mind envisions this grand like old hollywood musical number everything goes black and white she goes into this beautiful gown they're on this this gorgeous like luxurious stage with this whole band behind them playing and here they are waltzing around her and the creature and it's the the words that she's singing is it doesn't none of it sounds like it should make sense and Guillermo del Toro was interviewed by Jimmy Kimmel and he told me, he's like, that scene is absurd. He says, did you know it was going to work when you filmed it? He says, of course not. He says, when you film something and you're really passionate about it, he says, you hope it works. He says, but there's a really fine line between genius and absurdity. He goes, and, and I think that what ended up happening there was brilliant. And, and it's, you know, partially because of, of what I put on the paper and what I put on camera, he says, but partially because of the way that it was done. The work that three years went into creating the creature suit. All the, the, the time that went into the, you know, the, it's so perfectly and it's so beautiful. By the end of the movie, when you realize what this creature is and what he can do. I it's, think it's it's, I think, it's it's absolutely beautiful. Like I I cried like the way that you say like you cried half an hour after which movie was Coco. it Coco? That was how I was with this movie. Like I I watched it during my planning period at work, and um, I I had to leave my room like with minutes before my class was about to start and go to the bathroom and splash water on my face because like I was I was an emotional wreck, and I came back into class. And one of my students uh, walked in. He said, sir, are you okay? Like, I guess he noticed, like, the redness in my eyes. And I said, yeah. I said, I just watched, like, 
a, a sad movie. Like I'm 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 cool. Don't worry. He was like, oh okay, no, I I get it. It's fine. Um, yeah, and oh, I'm out on on my on my way home when I finally had a moment to stop and and think. I started crying again, thinking about how beautiful the message of this movie is, how beautiful the creature is, how beautiful the love that both of these people have. Um, I was absolutely floored. Um, so few movies, I think, are as beautiful as this. I will agree that there's a lot of beauty in this movie. I do think that the movie is uh, beautiful. I think it's brilliantly shot, brilliantly mm-hmm. shot. Um, I think uh, that there are facets to this movie where I'm like, just like what you said, I, I thought it was stunning. I'm like, this is really beautiful. The problem that I have with this movie is my problem. It's not the problem that the movie has. Mm-hmm. The problem that I had is that I I was expecting more of a horror twist right. and or action than what I got. The trailers made it seem as if it was going to be a suspenseful or horror like are they going to get them out on time? Or, and that's not what this movie is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, again, my issue with the movie, not mm-hmm. the movie's issue. Um, I do think there's a lot of beauty in the movie. Um, I will say uh, that the poem at the end of the movie really, really got me. Yeah. Um, the poem at the end of the movie, and this is not a spoiler because it, it's not... The get, whole the whole movie is presented as a fairy tale in the first it does. place. It says, unable to perceive the shape of you I find you all around me. Your presence fills my eyes with your love. It humbles my heart, for you are everywhere. And that's said in, in a voiceover as you're seeing their love flourish. And you go, God damn, that's amazing. Like, it really yeah. is really touching. It really is amazing. Um, so I agree with you. I think it's a, in a lot of ways, it's a, there's a lot of beautiful scenes. I just... Because I was expecting something different and I didn't get that, I think maybe on a second viewing, maybe I'll, I'll mm-hmm. appreciate it more. But I do appreciate its beauty. Um, I kind of, uh, be honest with you, I kind of wish that it wasn't what you loved about it, that it was in the 60s. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish it didn't. I kind of wish it was modern day. I kind yeah. of wanted to see a Guillermo del Toro monster movie set in this day and age. Not that we haven't seen it before. I'm just saying that that's what I wanted. They, they've all been period pieces. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of wanted that. So again, this is issues that I had yeah. in the movie. But I mean, for uh, for the listener, the the last thing I'll leave you with is um, Blade Runner is in my like top five favorite movies of all time. And I absolutely love the sequel. And yet this is my number one and not Blade Runner 2049. All right. Well, Missy? Neri? What's your number one, Missy? What's your number one, Neri? My number one is Wonder Woman! Twinsies. Twinsies. Where'd you put it? At two. Dave, where'd you put it? Eight. Uh, it was uh, five or six? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. He doesn't know. He doesn't know any better. He doesn't know. Why do you like one? Why is it your number one? I uh, again a movie that transcended um, superhero movies. A movie that meant more than on the surface. It Mm -hmm. was uh, everything from not just a story, but from the getting this movie made. 
Uh, Wonder Woman as a superhero character is 75 years old. Am I correct, Dave? 75? About, yeah. 75 years old, and she's never had a big screen adaptation. Um, And I know for for years they've been trying to... There have been several... Attempts or... But there was a TV show. and, And that goes to speak of the culture of the you know men first and blah 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 and all that right. shit their culture and i think that it transcends it transcends movies because it's kind of one of these things where it showed an entire industry that is run by men hey this is not it's not a woman thing or it doesn't not necessarily a woman thing it's a a good product thing and I think for a long time, you know, and again, you guys could speak to it. Women, ladies could speak to it better than I can. Uh, long for a long time, it's like, well, women aren't aren't as good as men, or aren't as equal, and or they wouldn't make as much, or money. they wouldn't make as much money, or we can't make action figures with Black Widow because no boy is gonna play with that. And this movie has broken barriers upon barriers. From both a female director, for both a uh, uh, female star, female-led movie, female superhero movie, and the story itself is that of her being a person who is better than the rest of us, better than man. Right. And when I mean, I I love those lines when it was like, "Men don't deserve you. Mm-hmm. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't." And that not just you, as in Diana. Men don't deserve women. We don't, right? Because they're fucking better than us. I, and I'm totally in agreement with that. And as a society, I think that that's, that speaks volumes. So I fucking love this movie for a lot of reasons. I cannot watch the Norman... I saw that movie five times in movie theaters. And I can't watch No Man's Land and not get choked up. That yeah. scene, for multiple reasons. I'm a father to a, to a daughter. Uh, I, for multiple reasons. But it's just... It gave me hope in humanity. That movie gave me hope in humanity. And I love that movie. So it, I'm, yeah. I'm lying to you when I said that Greatest Showman was the only one I saw. we saw in theater twice. We actually did see Wonder Woman twice because mm-hmm. we saw it together. And then we, like, two or three weeks later, um, our, niece lived, our nieces live out of town. And, like, two or three weeks later, our nieces came into town. And we took our older... Our younger one is too little to go to movies. But our older one is five. And um, I I asked my sister in law if I could take if we could take our older niece to go see it because when when we saw it, I turned to David. And I'm like, we need to take. I want to take Michaela to come to yeah. see it, and and we did. And she sat on my lap, and during like she loved it from start to finish, and like I and I'm with you on the no man's land. Like for me, just like sitting there and watching five or six men telling her that she couldn't do something and then just her just not giving a fuck. And it was perfection. It really was. Yeah. doing it anyway because she knew she could. The fact that the place was called No Man's yeah. Land. I mean, the, the, I mean, it's not really because subtle. Because it's, it's, it's been called that for I mean, that's just what it was that's, called. That's in what the history. Yeah, yeah, the history exactly. books is what it's called. And she just took her fucking cape uh, or took her coat off and just fucking did it because she could and she knew she could and she just did it. I actually, I felt that she took her coat off and she did it not because she knew she could. And she had to. But she knew she had to try. Yeah. Because going back to another scene in that movie where she's talking to her mom and she was like, you know, once you leave, you can't come back. She's like, who would I be? If I stayed. If I stayed. Mm -hmm. And 
again, going back to the line that Chris Pine had where he said, you could either do something or do nothing. And I got tired of doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And I tried doing nothing. And that speaks to the, I don't know if I'm going to succeed. I don't think when I watched the movie, I never felt that Diana, because she this is an origin movie. She didn't know her full her, her, her full power. She didn't mm-hmm. know. Right. And I don't. Th- that she was the God killer. Yeah. I don't think she knew that she could survive No Man's Land. I think that she only knew I have to try. Right. Because there are people that need my help. There are people that need help. And if nobody else is going to offer it, then I'm going to be the one offering right. it. And that's the way I took it. I mean, it's very emotional to me. It's very, it kind of ruined superhero movies for me because every other movie, that scene specifically, No Man's Land scene, every other superhero movie that I watch, I go, where's the No Man's Land scene? Mm-hmm. Right. I watch um, Spider-Man Homecoming after that, which a movie that I liked, and I was like, where's the No Man's Land scene? I think I think every superhero movie has a No Man's Land no. scene. Every, I, I, every, every good one, but... I don't know that there's ever been a superhero movie that had a no man's land scene that was as poignant as that. Yes. Right. Like what part like I I I don't recall this is being honest, I don't recall a last superhero movie that made me stand that I wanted to stand up and fucking cheer in the middle of the movie. Not at the end, because the, the end is the yeah, right. that's the right. time to fucking do it. Men of Steel, I literally stood up and clapped at the end of Men of Steel. I love Men of Steel that much. Mm-hmm. But there's no point in any other superhero movie that I wanted to stand up and clap during the movie. Yeah. Like in the middle of the movie, I wanted to stand up and clap. I'm watching this movie one of the times that I watch it, I watch it with Aries. And again, fucking uh self claimed uh uh um misogynist and I that movie I already had seen the movie before he did so I knew that scene was coming so when he finished it and he looked at me and he goes god that like he was in, like overly impressed with that scene mm-hmm. and again it just speaks to levels man when you have a daughter I, it just it speaks to that and I know it, it, it like I was I was a feminist before I had a daughter so I don't it's not that but it's it's it, that just adds to the it gives me hope that my daughter will grow up in a fucking world right. where it it will be could... a norm it won't be an anomaly exactly. right and i'll just jump in here where that scene for me was powerful when i saw it it spoke to me on on several there's just something for me personally that i connect to whenever i see in any kind of art form either writing or whatever but in this case movies where i see someone but in my for for me to really connect a woman connect with like herself and really tap into push herself to her own potential um and not really pay attention to the boundaries that have been set in this scenario for no man's land he's telling her it's impossible whatever but she's fucking wonder woman she knows what she's capable of so she just goes for it she has to try me as um i have been watching the superhero movies since they came started coming out and it really did break the mold for me that scene was very powerful but even more so when i took my little cousin which i've spoken about this but i had this moment with her that just it's gonna be like a, a life moment that maybe she won't remember but i know that i have it where we were watching it and 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 he's he's chris pine is telling her chris trevor's telling her 
no, Steve Trevor's telling her, this is no man's land. It's not what we came here for. And Amelia jumped out of her seat and into my ear. She's like, yeah, but that's why she's there. And I was like, yes. Yes, I had already seen it. Yeah. So then she sees it and she was fucking hyped. Right. So I think that like for me personally, when I was a kid, um, I had Buffy. And and I and I don't have a memory of of my of growing up where I didn't have this like strong female strong phenom a uh, superhero basically, um, in the in in the background of my coming of age or whatever, the, the tons of little girls teenagers girls that haven't even been born yet to be honest with you are gonna have this this monument of a, of a movie of a blockbuster to reference and kind of model after you know like i just think that it was such a powerful statement um artistically for, i think for patty jenkins and the whole cast and what it meant for the superhero realm but in the bigger scheme of things in hollywood it made a point like it, it made it so a much huge statement. so much so that yeah. they're now now finally in talks to do a black, black widow, widow movie yeah. which which should have been done should have been done already from the a beginning because captain america 2 when it was basically a cap and and black widow movie yeah. i was dude don't look i'm i'm not the biggest black widow fan as far as in the comics but after captain america 2 when it was basically the movie was captain america and black widow pretty much after that movie, if they would have said like, and now we're coming up with Black Widow, I would have been like, yes, Queen, bring it. Because that movie was the shit. And that fucking, and, that, and she was the shit in that. Yeah. The character was amazing in that. I mean, you want to talk about somebody, there's, along with Tony Stark, and uh, as far as Marvel's concerned. You mean Stank? Tony Stank? Tony Stank. Right, right, okay. Uh, along, along with Tony Stank, you want to talk about somebody who has a deep, dark, inter turmoil to deal with i don't think there's anybody else who could deal with like tony tony stark and and uh black widow and, black widow. and bucky I, i'm talking about good characters though so uh, they have that internal struggle they have that internal struggle where they're like they they're like she says in in the first avengers she has read in her ledger yeah, and she'd like to clear it exactly. out there's there's a past there that we don't know i i mean i don't i haven't read the comic book so i don't know right. what she's referring to maybe it's it's addressed there but well, it's, it's they tied, talked about it a it's little tied bit directly to uh someone that nary thinks is a you know, yeah, terrible character it is okay so um i think that it's going to be interesting i didn't say terrible i just said not good um, I think it's going to be interesting to see the development of that and what Marvel will do with that. And really, at this point, they're just trying to respond to what one woman and I. And that's what and that's what gonna I know. It's a tall fucking order because I know they're going to come for for to try and 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 either match it or surpass it. It's going to be a tall order because even if if I think Wonder Woman as let's suspend reality where there hasn't been all these Marvel movies before and all these DC movies before. If this had been just a standalone, like, we, if we didn't live in, in, a, in, a, in a society where pop culture, like the, the geek, quote-unquote, thing, is now mainstream in Hollywood, if it was just a, 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 a standalone movie that was dropped, it, 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 it could fend for itself yeah, yeah. alone. It's, yeah, it is. It, it, it holds its own with a standalone movie. I am all for them making a Black Widow movie that is better than the Wonder Woman movie. Correct. Because that's the specialness that Wonder Woman had where it opened the floodgates mm-hmm. to say, we're not limited to this. And along with Atomic Blonde, which said, hey, mm-hmm. this is a great movie, um, not 
only in spite of it having a female lead, but because, because of it. it has a female lead. That I think is special. I think it's special in a in a in an industry as old as Hollywood that is controlled by white men. Correct. To have a South African woman in Charlize Theron, to have an Israeli woman in Gal Gadot say, "Hey, it's not we're not fucking good actors be you know in spite of us being women we're fucking good actors because we're good we're actors. good actors right and i think that um it's a statement it is a statement people hollywood pays attention to money right so because it was such a blockbuster hit they have no choice now yeah. right. but to give a platform to these stories it doesn't, I think that if that movie would have come out a year or ago before Wonder Woman, it probably wouldn't have been, I, in my opinion, as respected or, or I just think that the, 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 like you said, the floodgates have opened. Things are, are going to change in yeah. Hollywood for a lot of reasons. But I think primarily, unfortunately, people pay attention to money. And if it's making you money, then you're going to want to make right. more of it. Well, So that's going to give an opportunity for more of these stories. And I, I, I think it's really exciting the time. The top three iTunes sales this year were Moana, Rogue One, and Wonder Woman. All all female, female protagonists yeah. right. films and two of those are great so and you know um <laughs> anyway um uh, yeah i i there's i mean i Tanya's great uh molly's game uh, my top five obviously with the exception of gifted had all well no we could say gifted was a little bit of a female, female lead female lead absolutely so. absolutely anyway so i thought i thought it was great uh uh, uh anyways great movie um so all right that that rounds up our top 10 mm -hmm. uh this is our two-parter because obviously we had to edit this shit to fit to two different episodes uh thank you guys for coming by thank you guys for listening uh make sure to submit your top 10 tell us where, where we messed up what movies did we not talk about what movies did did we mess up did we mention a movie that you hated uh that's not called the last jedi or justice league mm -hmm. uh and um and that's it uh thank you for checking us out check out stephanie's event planning uh on itunes i'm sorry on instagram yes. called uh, events underscore the letter u underscore no events under by underscore my bad events underscore by underscore the letter u so Thank that's you. events underscore by underscore u. Thank you uh and uh and then check out dave's band naked vengeance you're gonna be playing at av on uh, February 3rd February 3rd so make sure you check him out go to AV which uh, they also are our friends uh, and partners in the Geek Bro Network they have the Talking Geek podcast so check out the other podcasts on Geek Bros uh, including Mama's Merlot which uh, Stephanie uh, is on Missy's Frequent uh, the Mount Geek More of course Shiver uh, the horror movie podcast which we've now changed the format now yeah we're probably going to be watching movies as we review them right and uh comedy fitness and zeros on hero uh and uh, thank you for checking us out and that's how winning is done every year five fifth year <laughs> <laughs>